1: This is Chicago's Morning Answer with Dan Proft and Amy Jacobson on AM560, The Answer.
2: Good Monday morning, Amy Jacobson here, John Anthony and for Dan Proft on what is hey. a busy day and a day with heavy hearts. Ah. Uh, <laughs> Israel's under attack. Yes, they are. Hamas and their surprise war uh, happened early Saturday morning at around 7 a.m. That's when the music festival was attacked. And what they did, I don't know if you saw the video, they shot missiles Mm -hmm. into Israel. And underneath the missiles, you see people on power gliders coming in. (laughs) Because obviously the Iron Dome stopped Mm -hmm. the missiles, some of them. But you see, people—that's how they got into to Israel, yeah—and started the bloodshed. So far, the death counts—it's this is you know a fluid situation. Last I heard from CBS News, it was around twelve hundred dead. My goodness! But hundreds are kidnapped. Wow! And the stories—I mean, I read this article um, from Table Mag. It's the images. <laughs> Are just unbelievable. Of two hundred and sixty people, they were party goers. Party goers at this festival. It's kind of like Burning Man. Yeah, it was out in the desert.
3: I saw it. Yeah. Oh yeah. And
2: people were running for their lives, mm-hmm. but they attacked them around seven a.m. Mm-hmm. So people were inebriated. They were having fun. It was a rave party. Yeah. And um, the party at its peak, where most people there was about four to five thousand ravers, and then the terrorists were approaching in pickup trucks bearing Hamas military markings. Many of the young men and women started running in the flat expanse of the Western desert faced with the spectacle of kids fleeing for their lives on a largely flat surface. Others were captured, bound and kidnapped. One witness quote, I saw videos with a male getting held by a group of Arab kids. They were 16 or 17. They were kids, but they're young men already. And they were holding this guy. And he looks at his girlfriend and she's mounted on a bike and driven away from him. God only knows what she's going to experience. Women have been raped at the area of the rave next to their friends' bodies. Yes, dead bodies. Hmm. Several of these rape victims appear to have been later executed. Others were taken to Gaza and photographs were released online. You could see several paraded through the city streets, blood gushing from between their legs because they were raped so violently. One mom, whose daughter was kidnapped, obviously... They're reaching out on social media. She was
4: talking to me and said, Mommy, help us. We don't know what to do. And I'm on the phone with her.
2: And I'm saying, Mommy, we love you. It's okay. We're trying to find a, pla- a way to take you out of the room. Another mother who has a 12-year-old and a 16-year-old son who were on the streets <clears throat> playing. They were taken hostage. If you could speak to the people who are holding Noah, what would you tell them? Focus.
0: Please don't hurt her. Please, this is a cry from a father. Don't harm her. Send her back in one piece. I beg
5: you, please.
2: That was actually the gentleman whose daughter was kidnapped at yeah. the music festival.
5: Uh,
3: you, Telegram has the some of the best raw footage of what's happening. I mean, if you watch it, I had to, I had to turn it off.
2: It was that because I was, cop. Okay. I was getting angry.
3: Yeah, I was getting no, I was getting angry. I was getting angry. Um, watching just how these and, and and so many people are trying to make it an Israel Palestine. No, this is an Israel terrorist, Hamas, uh, Islamic Jihad. These call them who they are. These are the people that are coming in there with such barbarianism, and this is who they are. Call them out. Don't. I mean, oh, this is the palace. No, it's not. For the most part, it's three, it's barbarians.
2: Three one two six four two five six zero zero 5600 Pro Answer Line six four six three six. Type in. Da then a quick comment the largest number of Jewish people killed since the 1973 Yom Kippur War and uh, this had to be yeah <laughs> I mean funded by Iran I mean didn't of we didn't we just give them six billion dollars yeah. in exchange for yeah. some prisoners
3: they've been planning this for quite some time oh
2: this was a well planned yes. attack yes. they knew exactly what they were doing they knew the soft targets to hit mm-hmm. especially that mm-hmm. music festival yes. they knew to get them at seven a.m. Yes. But how are we going to fight back? How should we fight back again? three one two six four two five six zero zero 642 turnkey, pro-answer line. Mike, if you want to jump in the conversation, I heard that um, the Israeli defense minister just said that they are going to block off Gaza. They're going to cut off electricity to Gaza. They are going to block the road so no gasoline, um, no mm-hmm. petroleum can get into Gaza or food. Right. Is that the way to do it?
3: This is war. I know. This is war. This is how. Yes. Yes. This is this is how you fight a war. You don't. You don't. You don't. Listen. They came into Israel to for total destruction. And guess what? If if that this is what I love because remember this was happening as I was doing my show Saturday.
2: Oh, that's right.
3: I'm 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 seeing this happen as I'm doing the show. I'm okay with it.
2: Here's Major Durant Spielman.
6: Israel is preparing for every
7: every instance, including. A ground invasion, air invasion, everything. This is our 9/11.
2: And President Trump spoke about it. You know, it's so weird because everyone's talking, and we're going to get to our mayor's reaction. Yeah. Who well, I don't know if our Jewish governor might not like this statement from uh, Brandon Johnson and the rest of his progressive Marxist members. Did you see the, the state council Rep's response? Oh yeah, we'll get to that in yeah. a second. Um, but here, here's here's that mom who has her 12 and sorry, 12 and 16 year old sons who were kidnapped.
8: I want you to know they're just. Normal teenagers, you know, they just love what normal teenagers love to. They fight constantly between them. Uh, they can drive me mad, and I love them to bits. And I miss them. And I want them home, where they should be, in their beds. This is where children should be. In their home, in their beds, living their lives. And I'm asking every mother in the world to think of her children and help me Ooh. make the effort to release those people and my children.
2: Ooh. Dave in Winneka, you're on Chicago's Morning Answer.
9: Yeah, the first thing that I want to bring up is uh, y- y- sorry, it's hard for me to even form congruent thoughts here, but um, people here that are walking around saying, you know, death to to Israel, we're all about Palestine. The fact that that's even allowed, yeah. it's just egregious. It, 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 it's a abhorrent. It's, it's part by it. And to the gentleman um, speaking, I recognize your voice. I apologize. I don't know your name, John. Um, John
2: Anthony. Yeah. <laughs>
9: yeah nice to meet you sir right. um oh, oh, just to get it straight that when the Jews were dropped in the Palestine you know nobody wanted to be around them after uh the holocaust and um the Palestinians that were there that, that they they weren't part of anything the other Palestinians hated them that's how yep. evil they were that's how yep. so disgusting they you know they threw them into that area and just dropped the Jews there basically <laughs> just to die hey, hey good luck to you. Um, America didn't take them in. America wasn't, you know, so great. So I don't know if I necessarily agree that it's just a Hamas or whatever terror organization. It's part of Palestine. It's in their blood, too. And they hate us. And, they, and last thing, these are the people that are crossing the border as well. <laughs> these are the people yep. we're letting oh. in. Just, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know if they f- hate the Jews.
2: Thank you, Dave. I appreciate the phone call. Uh, Carrie Lake tweeted out, what's happening in Israel is horrifying. I pray every day that nothing like this will be allowed to happen here in America. It's already here. Ever again. There's a lot of bad people looking to take, looking to take advantage of our wide open border. It's time we push aside partisan politics and defend America before it is too late. Yep.
3: Yep. It's already here, Amy. It's already here. And and I sit on my show Saturday. Uh, be your own line of defense. Don't expect government, police, or anybody, FBI. In, I Don't expect any of them to protect you. You better be your best protector. Um, arm up. I'm, I'm. I'm. And and I don't say this from a perspective of conspiracy theory. We've allowed. I. I was watching the uh, uh, Tom Holman, former ICE guy, director. Yes. Uh, on Twitter, he says we there's 1.2 million getaways. Getaways are classified as people who got away, who they didn't catch. And you don't you don't think these people that are coming in our border who've gotten away are part of the people who want to see death to America? <sighs> Amy, it's here. The, the 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 they've already set up. I'm I'm telling you the plans have already been laid out. And and, and our government knows this. They know this. Protect yourselves. I'm 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 serious, and, and I hate the sound come this early in the morning sounding like this, but
2: I'm, you I'm saw scared. the Amy, I think we're heading towards World War Three. I mean, with Russia yeah. and the Ukrainian war and now this. Yeah. President Trump had something to say. The
10: Israeli attack was made because we are perceived as being weak and ineffective. Is
2: that true? Yes. Weak, weak and weak ineffective. Anthony Blinken, though, the Secretary of State, don't you know, he said that um, there ran $6 billion in exchange for prisoners had nothing to do with this. I mean, because yeah. you do have to fund terrorist attacks right but no that had nothing to do with it
1: not a single cent has been spent from that account when any money is spent from that account it can only be used for medical supplies for food for (laughs) medicine and those who are saying otherwise are either misinformed or misinforming
3: okay what about obama's money what about the cash hard cash that that the obama administration sent that's the money that's being spent right Think about
2: it. I'm sorry. Who's who's in charge of the uh, $6 billion bank account where that not a penny has been spent? Because they can only use that money for this, this, and that. Yeah. Really? Yeah. They're terrorists. <laughs> They're really not listening to you because you're weak and you have a weak president. Who, by the way, on Saturday, uh, they held a barbecue. I don't know if you oh, saw this. White God. House pool seat in the late afternoon and early evening. A live band could be heard coming from the area around the Rose Garden you're pulling when what was it for the president first lady we're hosting a barbecue for white house executive residents staff and their families you cancel that you cancel that party moron now i sound like sean did i just just say moron Uh uh-oh
1: only the biggest stories only the biggest guests and only the biggest opinions this is am 560 the answer
2: all right don't listen to your government Secretary of State Anthony Blinken, who said, you know, no, the six billion dollars we just recently gave them, it didn't go to to this serious attack. It doesn't matter because uh, Hamas and Hezbollah members told the Wall Street Journal, oh, yeah, Iran helped us fund this attack. It's <laughs> Iran, so Ron DeSantis is right.
6: Iran funds Hamas. The Biden administration has made that a lot easier by being weak
2: on sanctions. So 312-642-5600, that's our turnkey.pro answer line, taking calls all morning long. Our text line 64636, type in DA, then a quick comment, because we have a, a statement coming yeah. from Mayor Johnson. Oh, by the way, no public appearances today from him. Oh. None for uh, Governor Pritzker either. And I would love to Governor Pritzker's reaction, because Governor Pritzker's Jewish. And to uh, Mayor Brandon's statement, would you care to read it? For oh, us? Uh,
3: certainly. No problem. Please. He goes, the deadly attacks against civilians today are alarming and truly heartbreaking. Members of the Israeli and Palestinian disparas in Chicago, that's a big word. And it, what does it mean? It, it means Jews living outside Palestine or modern Israel, because, and according to Miriam webster Dictionary. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and around the world deserve to know that their families and loved ones can live in communities comforted with peace and with dignity something that has not often been a reality in the region. Wow. This horrific cycle of violence and trauma must end. It's time for a just and lasting peace that recognizes the humanity of our Israeli and Palestinian siblings and the right to prosperity for future generations. Yeah. That's your mayor, Chicago. Not mine. I live in Joliet.
2: And did you see the protests yesterday? The Palestinians... um Gathered downtown. I know they're in front of Union Station. We had the. It was a crazy day because we Diasporas. had, we had, the Chicago Marathon, and then you had Palestinian protesters, and and they they show up. Right. I mean, they don't they don't mess around. They show up. But the leader who was speaking, you know, they had the they bring out the, the scarfs that are you know that pattern scarves. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah the Palestinian, Palestinian. They're either red or the black. Mm-hmm. Well, Green. The speaker that was on the back of a flatbed who was talking with a microphone. He had on a purple people eater SEIU jacket with the red
0: scarf that. around it.
2: I saw that. Like, uh oh, the revolution. He said something about the revolution. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, the revolution's coming, and there's probably, I'm sure, going to be more protests today. But the New York Times, CNN, MSNBC, we all had their those poor Palestinian terrorists, terrorist talking points, and that's similar to what Mayor Johnson tweeted out as well, and Taleb and the, the whole squad. Uh, let's take your phone calls. Nick, on the northwest side, you're on Chicago's Morning Answer.
11: Yeah, thank you. Good morning, uh, John. I listen to your show on Saturdays regularly, 4 p.m. to 7 p.m. Thank you. Sometimes it's hard to call in because it's noisy where I'm at. I I run a lot of trips later in the day because I sleep late. And oh. uh, stores, buses, uh, out in traffic. Uh, but anyway, and Amy, you're doing a nice job. You come to life in a, such a unique way when Dan's not around. It's, it's almost... Uh, uh, nice to hear you, You're so perky. Uh, anyhow, I was going to say, this situation uh, that the Israelis didn't have any idea of this happening, uh, they were so busy fighting each other, two massive uh, halves of the population. One, well, the conservative Netanyahu group, and the other liberal group. I forgot the name of the guy in charge of that party. But they're they're fighting each other so much, and that had to be right down to the people in government they probably didn't have that much time to spend to pay attention to important things, like somebody might come over and try to kill them, you know? Mm. And uh, that's the impression I had of this whole unfortunate thing. So I thank you for taking my call, okay?
2: Yeah, thanks, Nick. Appreciate your phone call, and thanks for listening. I know this is one of the most sophisticated armies in the world. Israel. Yeah. Israel. Mm-hmm. How did this happen? I mean, yeah. how? who fell asleep, or could it, could it have been an inside job or somebody on the inside? <laughs> Giving them information—that's
3: tricky. Um, I mean, they came from the south, though. I mean, they did come from the south. You see, they didn't come directly to um, Jerusalem. They didn't come there. They came from the south. So I think that's more of a—the I mean, concentration of power is not there, which they found the weak spot, in my opinion.
2: Oh, they sure did, and they—I'm sure they had this well planned and just you know programming. Note the council general of Israel to the Midwest. Uh, Mr. Cohen's going to be joining us at seven oh seven to give us the latest. And in case you're just joining us, the defense minister from Israel said they are going to cut Gaza off. They're gonna put a blockade around Gaza. They're not gonna they're shutting off electricity. They're not allowing food into mm-hmm. the area or gasoline into the area. And, that's so, how they're fighting I'm back because okay they want the hostages back. Yeah. I mean I'm that's okay the number that. one thing. There's more than a hundred people being held hostage, including mm-hmm. the dad of an American named Hirsch Paul. He was kidnapped and here's the NBC report.
0: Begging for help to find him on social media. We have nothing, nothing. And
2: he was saving those people.
0: Israel's ambassador to the UK says more than 100
2: Israelis are believed to have been taken hostage and possibly Americans as well. Hirsch Goldberg Poland could be one of those Americans. He was also at that music festival. As militants rampaged, he texted his parents, I love you, and I'm sorry, and then nothing.
4: It has been 36 or so hours that feel like 36 days. I can't believe it's uh, only been since yesterday that we're kind of in this situation.
2: So, and We have learned that of the dead, four are possibly Americans.
3: Wow. Amy, how did the CIA miss this? You know, I found an interesting rabbit hole on Twitter. Um, it, it, it's, it's a little conspiratorial, in my opinion. But when you look at how, how did the CIA miss this? Because they have people all in Israel, Iran. I mean, they have them everywhere, right? Oh, yeah. Now, this little rabbit hole said, well, maybe they want this war because what happens if we get attacked again? They've already shown us what they would do during COVID. They've shown us how they'll lock us down, take more of our safeties and, uh, because we, we believe we need to be safe. And what happens with the Patriot Act? Do do will they come and start taking more of our rights away because we've been we've been there's a terrorist attack in America? You know, listen, you want to know how you end this in Israel? How? Israel rightfully belong that's their state. That's their land. I, I make no apologies about that. The land belongs to Israel, not Palestine. I I, ha, I make no qualms about that being my position. America, stand back. Let Israel, let Benjamin Netanyahu and his people go in there and eradicate them. That's how you end it. This is how you fight. Benjamin Netanyahu is trying to do that right now. I'm sure Joe Biden and the American leadership is going to somehow find their ways in, their claws in, and and make them stand down on certain areas. No, you go in there and you wipe them completely out. That's how you win a war.
2: there's That's a lot how you win war. Palestinians in Chicago, I know. loved ones in the Gaza Strip. It's I said both the same thing on my 2. show. Two point three million people. I
3: get it, but if the land belongs to the Are they all room. evil? No, I'm not saying that. The land but if you belongs want them to all
2: room. eradicated. There's got to be a better solution. The
3: terrorists sub-
2: that, the terrorists they're yes. they're all
3: getting out. I mean they're they're leaving. I mean I, I you also notice Jordan and, and the, the, the the surrounding states are not allowing countries are not allowing these people in. Why? They're not allowing them in. What what happened to Neighbors and, and taking care of
2: those yeah. who can't, right? Uh, 87 flights have been canceled today going in and out of Israel, American, United, Delta. And, and Cor- Senator Cory Booker was jogging down the street on Saturday. Did you hear? In his Israel? His tale of woe. Oh, yeah, he was there with the uh, staff. And he said that, um, and maybe we could play, but I'll just summarize what he said. Um, I was jogging down the street. You know, we heard some bombs going off. And I, hid, I ran back to the hotel, and I hid in a bomb shelter. Yeah. Well, actually, it was a stairwell <laughs> with other people <laughs> oh. who were crying. So then they, they were able to get out right away. But I wonder if the other Americans were able to get out. Um, we do have <laughs> a um, the U.S. The Pentagon is sending uh, aircraft carriers to the region, but just to be near in case yeah. something happens or if they have to. That's what they say. Yeah. I don't know if they're going to be engaged in war, but. Who knows? This is all a fluid situation. Uh, Let's go to to, to Phil and Maribel. You're on Chicago's Morning Answer.
6: Yeah, I wanted to agree
7: with that uh, previous caller. All these um, rallies that are supporting these terrorists in Chicago and throughout the uh, U.S., I hope they're getting put on lists by the FBI like they do Trump supporters. (laughs) Oh, that's a good I I also think that Israel is our number one ally. We should help them. And uh, just just like he said, we need to wipe them out. And NATO should come in and help. And if NATO does not come in and help, Trump was right about that. Get rid of the useless uh, countries in NATO. We don't need them. They need to be completely wiped out. Thank you.
3: Amy, they don't play by the Thank same rules. The there are no rules with oh, these Oh, no, people. there are
2: no rules. And the, the pictures you show me, they were yeah. beheading, beheading Israeli Israeli soldiers. Israeli soldiers.
3: There's, there's one on Telegram of a, a mother and a father. They had just executed the oldest daughter, and they were holding this family hostage inside their own home, and 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 threatening to kill them. And this this little boy, he was he had to be no, no older than seven or eight years old, and a twelve thirteen year old sister. The sheer terror look on their face. I don't care, Amy. We're headed to a place in this country and in, in this world. If we, I, I'm I'm, be, I'm trying to be very careful of what I say. But there's an enemy that wants to seek the destruction of who we are and who, who, the American idea. That's what they're after. Because you can never destroy an idea, and they know that. So they want to put us in as much fear as possible. And I say don't fear these people. Don't fear terrorists. Fight back. And I hope that that's what the Israeli people and the Israeli government does to protect those people who are over there in Israel and, and also protect the Palestinians who want no nothing, who don't want any of this.
2: No, yeah. The Pentagon, uh, by the way, is moving U.S. forces closer to Israel. Aircraft carrier strike groups, thats they're on their way. Uh, but I don't know if they're going to get drawn into the conflict or if they're there to get Americans out. So that is also something we're keeping on the radar. Uh, t- t- let's go to Glenn in Oakbrook. You're on Chicago's Morning hey, Answer. Buddy.
4: Good morning.
9: Thanks for taking my call. You know, John's right. They have to go out there and uh, wipe them out, but they have to do one thing before they do that. They have to turn off all the phones and photographs uh, coming out. No no pictures, no recordings. And by the way, I see more videos out of the war in Israel in the last few hours than I've seen uh, from the war in Ukraine in almost two years. Why is that? Yeah, Yeah, that's true.
3: That and, and scary, it's, it's on Telegram. You, if you go to Telegram and type in Ukraine, uh-huh. Um, you can see a lot of the stuff that's coming out of Ukraine, but there's, there has been so much more. And I and I'm, I I believe with everything in me, I would rather support Israel than what we're doing over there in Ukraine. Sorry, Israel's all, Israel is an ally. Ukraine. Right. Well,
2: we need to get a Speaker of the House so we can send them more funding. That's true. So now, you know, the pressure is on to hopefully get that done at least by the end of tomorrow. Tina and Joliet, you're on Chicago's Morning
3: Answer. <laughs> Uh-oh.
2: Hi, morning. Hi, John. Hey, what's going on, um, Tina? So here's what I want to say. And
12: this is a piece of advice for even my conservative friends. I have been losing my mind now for two days. We just witnessed a, a, one of the absolute worst atrocities in Middle East history. And I hear conservatives saying, God, this is horrible. You know, this is terrible. But and then they, li- they list off Palestinian talking points mm-hmm. about, well, Israel did this. I don't want to hear it. This is not a, it's disgusting that you would even even uh, uh, follow up a statement about what the brutal murders of women and children with. But, you know, because of this conflict and this is this land, how dare you? I, I'm, I'm incensed. And if I hear a political anybody running for office, that say that I will hammer them. Yeah. I will devote the rest of the election cycle hammering them on that point. It's, you're supporting terrorism when you do that. You're 100% supporting terrorist actions in the Middle East when you follow up the slaughter of Amer- of, of Israeli citizens with, but Israel, enough. Be smart about what you're saying. And, and this is no different than what happened to our, our fellow Americans on 9-11. We didn't follow that. Anybody who followed that up with, but, America, you, you deserved a beating no, in the street. Him.
2: Yeah. Thank you, Tina, for the phone call. Appreciate just, uh, it. Yeah. Uh, let's go to Bob in Buffalo Grove. Good morning, Bob. How are you?
13: Pretty good. Uh, good morning, uh, Amy, and um, I like to hear you, John. Hey, thanks. Question everybody. for you, uh, and I think you sort of addressed it. But I'd like to know the tracking, tracing of where the 5,000 uh, rockets came from. They surely weren't made in uh, Gaza, so they had to come from someplace. So who is supporting uh, the terrorism? Um, I wish um, we tracked down that source, and uh, I think we know where it's coming from, but are we going to do anything about it? And um, with regards to um, the protests, I'm just very concerned that where are we going to see a rise in anti-Semitism? I think we already have. And this is just going to make it even worse.
2: Well, speaking uh, of that. Have a good yeah. day. Thanks, Bob. Uh, Talib, Rep Talib, issued a statement referring to Israel as an apartheid government Ugh. that created the suffering which led to the resistance by Hamas. And also there is the CBC, the Canadian Broadcast Company. There's an employee, you know, George Archer. He was instructing reporters to one, not to mention that Gaza has not been occupied since 2005. Mm-hmm. And number two, not refer to Palestinian terrorists as terrorists.
3: <laughs> oh, gosh. That,
2: that's these who people, you're working with.
3: These people. They're our leaders.
2: Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, quickly, let's get to Craig in Mount Greenwood. Good morning, Craig. How are you? Hey, Craig.
10: Good. Uh, good morning, uh, Amy, and good morning, John. Uh, real good to hear you guys together. You do a good job. And your comments about Israel are right on the mark. Most people, unfortunately, especially even, um, you know, in our audience, and that. They don't really realize uh, some of the things, differences between Israel and uh, Palestine. Uh, Palestine was created, for one thing, and it was because of the uh, graciousness of Israel to give them a place so they can live in it. Mm -hmm. And they get all their medical and everything, all their uh, surgeries and everything. The Israelis do it all, do it all for the Palestinians. They don't have their own surgeons and big uh, hospitals or anything. They get it all. Um, Israel has been so gracious and everything and all that, and all they get back for it is all this uh, tax all the time. And brutality from that uh, these Palestinian people—they're—they're they're like fueled by the devil. They're—it's like uh, it's uh, good against evil with uh, Palestinians and Israel. It's the devil against uh, like, uh, they're like they're like Israel is like us with regard to uh, like a uh, regard for life and a uh, and, uh, and uh, love for freedom. And that—that's not the way it is with Palestine. They want to kill and destroy. Most people don't realize this.
2: All right, thanks, Craig. Thank you for the phone thanks, call. Greg.
5: This
1: is Chicago's morning answer.
10: Your show keeps me alive during the week. There's nobody I'd rather listen to between 5 and 9 in the morning than you guys.
1: On AM 560, The Answer. This is Chicago's Morning Answer with Dan Proft and Amy Jacobson on AM560, The Answer.
2: Good Monday morning, Amy Jacobson here, John Anthony in for one Dan Proft, who is fishing this week, but he'll be back, fly fishing, yeah, he'll be back on Wednesday, so... We're holding down the fort here. And, of course, every time you fill in, there's always Something. major yeah. news breaking. And uh, as I'm sure you've heard, Hamas has uh, attacked Israel. Israel has officially declared war. And what they're going to do about it is take significant military steps. They did retaliate against Hamas for its surprise attack. Both sides are claiming about 1,200 dead. 100 Israelis, maybe a little more, have been captured and being held in Gaza, what they are going to do now, they said that they are going to blockade the Gaza Strip, cut off electricity to the area, cut off food supply, and cut off gasoline, not letting anybody in. Uh, Here's President Trump's reaction. The
10: Israeli attack was made because we are perceived as being weak and ineffective.
2: Yeah. He's right. Yeah. And he is right. I use those exact same words
3: on my show Saturday, weak and ineffective leadership. And I had, hadn't heard him say that. That's what I believe.
2: Now, you brought to my attention state reps because we were talking about people's yeah. reactions from, you know, Mayor Johnson kind of saying that, well, Israel might have deserved this. Yeah. Not so much in his statement, but, you know, CNN, MSNBC, they all had their, those poor Palestinian terrorist talking points ready to go. Mm-hmm. And what did our state, the, was it the Black Caucus? It's, oh, it's
3: it's it's basically the communist wing of, of the state rep um Party, I mean, you know, the Democrat Party in, in Springfield. That's basically what it is. I'm just going to read the last paragraph. Okay. We will not be able to achieve peace when millions of Palestinians are denied basic human rights. We urge the United States and the international community to work toward long-term solutions. And listen to this. That end the inequality that is at the root cause of violence. No. The, the root causes is they want to see the complete destruction of Israel. They want the complete eradication of the people of Israel. Nobody's talking about that part, and and how about let's save this type of rhetoric uh, for another day. The attacks are just unfolding,
2: and you want to continue to talk about talk like this. Bodies are still, b- bodies are still being counted. Yeah, but Israel—that's
3: the left for you. That's these communists. That's that's who who are they're in every almost every single hall of power in Congress, in 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 our state legislative bodies, in our in our aldermen, and in, in our city halls. They're all over, and we're not doing anything about these type of people.
2: I mean, I, I feel like if it's they attack Israel, they're attacking America.
3: That's I've our oldest ally. One they're of our oldest, oldest allies.
2: Ally. We give them $3.6 a year in yeah. funding. They are going to need more funding, yeah. but we have to have a Speaker of the House yeah. in place first before anything can be approved. So, yeah.
3: Send it to Israel, not
2: Ukraine. Uh, 312-642-5600. Uh, we did get a text message. What concerns me is all the military-aged Palestinians yes. that have crossed our southern border. They might be preparing for an attack on American citizens from within. How many terrorists have made it through the checkpoints at the border? Well, first of all, there are no checkpoints at the border. I mean, the the border is literally open yeah. in parts of El Paso or Ciudad Juarez into El Paso and in Nogales, Arizona. You used Arizona. to live down there, right? Yeah, I used to live. Yeah. I was a reporter in Tucson. Yeah. And so we'd go to Nogales. And then I lived in El Paso. So... I mean, right. we dealt with it every day. But mm. what they're dealing with, they had 8,000 people come in one day. Wow. And then the next day they had two. And then the next day they had four. I mean, these are unsustainable numbers. It is. So it they're is. coming through. And I don't know if you learned this is going to parlay into our next segment. Yeah. But uh, the Amundsen Fieldhouse has folded, has, <sighs> has been surrendered, has been taken over by illegals. And I got to tell you, the black community, mm-hmm. God loved them. Because they are not taking this lightly.
6: Why would any leader put our black communities already riddled with crime at further risk by placing unbedded non-taxpayers steps away from our se- our seniors, our children, and our homes we've worked so hard on our own to
2: secure? And uh, I did you hear Brandon Johnson, or excuse me, Mayor Johnson? <laughs> He released a statement after the Amundsen Field House has fallen. I'm just calling. I'm calling like Broadway Army. It has fallen. It right. has been taken over. This is his statement. Are you ready? Because yeah. he, he's sick of you black people. Oh, spouting your mouth. Oh, shut up. Sit down, and let me handle this.
15: I'm doing my part to continue to make sure that Chicagoans who have been in this city, who have needed support, and particularly our black families. I know there's been a tremendous burden, particularly on black Chicago. I am fully aware of that. Y'all know where I live. Y'all know how many schools have been shut down in Austin, mental health clinics. Administration after administration has taken away from black people, not mine. And I want to make this point very clear as well. We're trying to make sure that migrants are not on floors. So when individuals say that Black folks want what migrants want? It's not true.
3: That's
15: a lie. It's not. Black folks want what they deserve. And to compare the needs of black people to individuals who are being forced out of their countries because of bad foreign policy, who are living on floors, comparing the conditions in which descendants of slaves have had to endure to migrants who are sleeping on floors, I question how much you actually care and love about black people and understand their conditions.
2: What, what the heck wow. was that? Can you uh,
3: wow. explain hey, that to me? Hey, I lost my me? black card a long time ago, so I'll, I'll do my best. Uh, first first of all, I, I don't get the statement. I do get the statement. But you know what he was able to clearly lay out, um, Amy? What? That he said administration after administration did this, right? What ideology has done this? It hasn't been people on the right. So they continue to vote for these same people who are causing this distress in the black community, and he's saying that he's okay. I grant it; he just got there, but to say that black people, Valon likes always says black people says cut the check. That's what they want. They want the check, and when they see uh, migrants coming in, yeah, they may be laying they get on getting three meals
2: a day, getting, getting nice back, clothes, gym shoes, are they getting money as well? Medical attention, yeah put it when rolling their kids in Chicago public school transportation to get the kids to doctor's appointments yes. and to schools oh, by you? the way they don't need the same vaccinations that we need
3: yeah are black people getting any? the, the black people who were in in Galewood, were, are they getting these same benefits no they're no. not so when he said it's not the same they're not they're not talking about the difference between slavery and and, no. and that's not that's that's not what these black people are saying G- he said they give us what we deserve what do they deserve well, how do you define what the deserve is? I, I love this
2: one guy who, who says basically because people are coming over here that have not been vetted and there are people on the terrorist watch loose that have fled into this country. He says it like his: we're at war.
13: We are at war, people. Our communities
3: are at war. They are violating our communities and we asking that we have, we across the country, and we asking and we're demanding Office
15: of Black American or whatever you want to call it to deal with issues like this.
2: And what even this guy is great, I don't know his name, but he kind of took over the press conference. You know, they set up the, the lectern mm-hmm. and people and all the politicians are behind there. And he he laid into them.
3: Right? They're right. illegal. Right now, Brendan Johnson and the Democrats are criminals. They're not up guys from smoking and drugs and, and truck trafficking people for a CD. These drag governments do it. Right now, right, right. we're
4: going to gonna sue right? the bosses, we're going to sue Democrats as civilians, because like the crime. agents represent the people they voted for, yeah. the agents. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a sports agent. If I don't have representative represent my clients, they
3: fire me. It's on the fight. Don't let the Democrats have that stupid convention here next year.
5: Enough's enough. enough. Sure Democrats. Democrats. All I see, right, all I see, right, is the
4: citizens of Chicago marching to the gas chamber. Ever since these scumbags came across the board.
2: He said, Africa. all I see are American Chicagoans marching to the gas chamber. Ooh. That's what he said. And he said, "All the people they've let in. This has happened ever since these scumbags came across the border." Yeah.
3: And and Amy, you know they 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 only show the the Venezuelans.
2: You notice that they
3: only show the Latin. Well, the population.
2: Venezuelans are the ones that are getting work permits. But yeah. Why not the Guatemalans right. or the Hondurans?
3: They're picking picking winners and losers, right?
2: But but They're pitting but, countries against
3: each other. But I don't show get us it. the white people that are coming in. Show us the the people that are coming in from well, Russians India. Russians are coming. Russians. in. Russians, show Ukrainians show us those are coming faces. in. Why, why why aren't the news media showing us those faces? They're only showing us the Latin, Latino population. Because we well, have a lot of Latinos here.
2: Uh, 312-642-5600, turnkey.pro answer line. Let's go to Greg in Schaumburg. Good morning, Greg. How are you?
5: Good morning, Amy. Good morning, John. Good morning. Let's hope, as everyone sees what's going down, that the women in the suburbs who don't want to vote for a strong Trump see what's happening to all the women in Israel, because if we get Biden or any Democrat again for the next four years, we won't exist. This country will be at war, and we probably won't win, in my view. Thank
2: you. Thank you. And, I I mean, there's just... That one video? Uh, The one video. The lady getting out of the Jeep. The lady getting out of the Jeep. So, Sever, on this uh, reporter, was there at the Israeli Music Festival, which turned into a massacre. 260 killed. A lot of young, beautiful Women mm-hmm. who are in the prime of their life, beautiful women, just out having fun. A lot of them were raped and then mm-hmm. murdered. Raped mm-hmm. while, sorry, mm. while next to their friends' dead bodies. Yeah. Several of the rape victims appear. This is from the article. appear to have been later executed. Others were taken to Gaza. In photographs released online, you can see several paraded through the city streets, blood gushing from between their legs because they were mm-hmm. violently raped. Wow. <clears throat> <sighs>
3: Amy, they had a whole room full of young women from that rave. Um, They were holding hostage. There's a a video of that on Telegram of these Hamas terrorists uh, holding a whole room full of women who were just at that rave. And one of the young ladies was there for a peace love conference or something. um, She she was from Germany. She was from Germany. The
2: the festival was held out in the desert, and there was nowhere for people to hide. There were some people that were able to hide in a bush, but they said... It was strange because bullets weren't just coming from one direction. They were coming from 180 degrees. Mm. They were just, and they were lucky to be alive and tell their stories. This woman was at the music festival. They were
5: just all around me, and they were going tree by tree and shooting everywhere from two sides. And I saw many people like, people were dying, like all around.
2: Rich in Indian Head Park, you're on Chicago's Morning Answer.
5: Hey, good morning, Amy. Good morning, John. How morning. are you today? Doing well. Listen, uh, what I wanted to say is uh, the reason all of these things are happening around the world, in my opinion, is is uh, because of Joe Biden and his lack of leadership and his, and his terrible policies. But if you look at things, it starts out with, uh, with uh, uh, Afghanistan when he leaves $85 billion worth of equipment there. Then uh, he doesn't want to do anything about the borders. Then uh, Ukraine comes along. And then you got this deal with Iran, which was ridiculous, where he gives up another six billion, and now uh, we're uh, involved in—well, not not directly involved, but now Israel is uh, is being attacked by uh, the Palestinians. And uh, if Trump was there, hmm. uh, his diplomatic policies uh, and his strength, this would have never happened around never. the world. Never never happened would have never happened and that's what i really have to say you guys have a good day
3: yeah thanks rich that you bombing of Soleimani uh, struck fear in the middle east when he went there when he dropped the moab mother of all bombs in afghanistan it struck fear they knew they didn't, I, I don't think they knew what trump they would get and that they, they held back look look what happened russia russia didn't go would didn't go into any part of of the old former Soviet Union when Trump was in power. He did it on Bush. He did it on Obama. You know, and I think a lot of people, they, they're they not tying Obama. Obama sent a ton of cash.
2: And he hasn't tweeted about anything, Yeah, by He the way. sent a ton of cash He always, cash you know, he always inserts himself into everything, but he's very quiet on Twitter yeah. about the Hamas of attack he on is.
3: Israel. Because money he sent helped fund it. I'm telling you. They, they've been planning this for quite some time. And I and I guarantee you they were they were training in Iran to do this, especially at, with the paragliding. oh well, this things was of that nature.
2: such a well-planned attack. Yeah. Sinister, deadly. I'm mm-hmm. not supporting. I, I'm just saying that this wasn't something that they came up with no. last week. No. Catherine in DuPage County, you're on Chicago's Morning Answer.
5: Good morning, Amy and John. Good morning. Um, just, just kind of a minor point, but but which can really blow up. I'm thinking this uh, uh, Johnson and his ilk. They're going to c- begin a civil war in our state with this incendiary type of stuff that they're saying and doing. It's just ridiculous.
2: All right, thanks, Catherine. Yeah, black talk. people uh-huh. are upset, Amy.
5: I- I'm
3: telling you, I tell- I've talked to the- Tyrone was in that clip. Ty- Tyrone will not stop. He's not backing down. Well, what uh, are they going to do about
2: it? Because today's moving day at yeah. Amundsen Park, and yeah. at 636 we're talking to the alderman who um, – was tr- was trying to stop it, Alderman Chris Talaferro, he's going to be joining us. He's from the 90th Ward. Mm-hmm. And he's he's a progressive.
3: Coalition's are building. Oh, yeah. I think I'm, I'm telling you these people are going to be afraid of that.
1: Before you see it on TV, share it on Facebook or read about it in the paper. Hear it here first. This is Chicago's Morning Answer on AM560. The Answer.
14: Hey, business owners, is your business and money in good hands? Does your bank invest in your success? Hi, Mike Gallagher here, letting you know that when you need a relationship bank, Signature Bank makes commercial banking personal. I love these guys. Not only do they have expansive industry experience, a strong financial track record, but they're also highly capitalized for strategic growth. That's so important. That's why Signature Bank is my bank. They know what it means to grow a business by designing solutions that are right for you and only you. These are real people. They're ready to help. So reach out to my friends at Signature Bank. Make the call today. 773-467-5630. 773-467-5630. Or visit them online at SignatureBank.Bank. That's SignatureBank.Bank. Your business could be Signature Bank's next success story. Go online, SignatureBank.Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Signature Bank.
1: America First with Sebastian Gorka, weekday afternoons at 3 on AM560, The Answer.
2: All right. Another public space has fallen. This time the Amundsen Fieldhouse in Galewood has gone. Gone. We knew it was coming. I mean, it's so funny because they have all these town hall meetings to act like they really care what residents say. And they don't care because it's over.
6: Why would any leader put our black communities already riddled with crime at further risk by placing unbedded non-taxpayers steps away from our sit- our seniors, our children, and our homes we've worked so hard on our own to secure?
2: And I have to tell you, Brandon Johnson, the mayor, um, he's supposed to be going to uh, the border to see, because M- Mayor Adams just got back from the mm-hmm. the area, yeah. and he was distract like telling them, hey, don't come, you're not going to be staying in a five-star hotel, it's not going to be pleasant, it's going to get cold out here, all right? Yeah. Mayor Johnson, when asked when he's going, it- it's a soundbite that I-, I can never get sick of, when asked when he's going to be going to the border. This is his answer.
5: Just to clarify, when when is a team soon as happen?
2: possible? Look, I'm still
15: running a major city. I have children who attend schools who have soccer games, y'all. You know, you all are asking me as if I'm not a parent in this city. I get it. I'm mayor. I get it. But you're asking me to give you a date, and I have to court. Do you understand that you have not had a mayor like me? I get that. I have a wife. I have children. They have schedules. And plus, we still have public safety that we have to address. We still have the unhoused that we have to address. I still have a budget that I have to address. And I'm doing all of that with a black wife raising three black children on the west side of the city of Chicago. I am going to the border as soon as possible. But I got to coordinate that with running the government and making sure that my wife and children are secure as
3: well. Thank you, Lawrence. Can you... Was that a dig at Lightfoot?
2: Uh, Does anybody want to let him know that Rahm Emanuel had kids? Lori Lightfoot? Lori Lightfoot had had kids? Yeah. Richard J. Richard M. Daly, they had kids and schedules. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what a whiny little biatch! I, I heard that. I'm like, God, can you imagine if I said something like that, I would have been fired.
3: I wouldn't expect from that. my
2: job. <laughs> well, I can't really cover that story because, well, I've soccer schedules. Oh. Please, he he is so in over his head. Uh, Governor Pritzker was on uh, the CBS show. Meet not Meet the Press. Uh, whatever. I can't. I, I don't do anything CBS. And he wanted people to know Chicago cold in the wintertime. John Anthony, don't yeah. you know? And <laughs> then
7: folks shouldn't sh- should be told that it's going to get cold in Chicago and New York very <laughs> soon. And there are lots of other places in the country that they might want to consider going. And the White House and the federal government should be facilitating that.
2: With more on this, let's welcome to the program. I think it's his first time here. Alderman Chris Taliaferro. Good morning, Alderman. How are you? Thank you. Yeah, well, thank you so much for joining us, the 29th Ward Alderman. So, what is the plan for today in regards to Field Fieldhouse?
13: Well, as far as today, I, I don't believe there's you know any plans. Uh, I believe the park may be closed in observance of the um, uh, of the holiday.
2: Okay, but the plan was what I read is that they wanted to move in on Monday to this space. So, our program is going to be. Canceled completely. I know that you have basketball leagues there. You have senior programs. You have the football team. What is the plan for those groups?
13: We we have quite a few vibrant programs going on at the park currently, uh, to include senior programming, uh, youth and uh, young adults. Um, that includes basketball, weightlifting. Uh, there are so many programs there that that would warrant this park uh, staying open over the uh, over the fall and winter month but unfortunately i believe as of tuesday uh, all programs will cease and the keys will be turned over uh, with the proposal that uh, migrants will be it will be used as a migrant shelter either wednesday or one of the other days this week
2: well how did you get the the word you know because i know that you were waiting to hear from mayor johnson and his team where were you when you found out
13: uh, when I first found out about this, it was last Friday, as I was driving to um, uh, the Committee on Immigrant and Refugee Rights, um, to which I'm a member. Uh, and We were getting an update from the city on the current uh, migrant crisis. Um, I was called around about, I believe it was 845, uh, that said that this is happening. Uh, i voiced a strong objection to it. I still object to it. I don't think we should taking resources from an already underserved community we've not even discussed the public safety of it or i've not been told how we're going to secure the migrants uh oh, wow. the hours of operation of them. and there's just so many unanswered questions and and unfortunately um even as i voiced my objection to it um, i was informed by the mayor's administration that this is going to happen well my objection or not
2: wow. right but i mean your your community I do you think that they're going to block buses from entering the space because they were very vocal because this is yet another public space that's taxpayer funded. That's being turned over to migrants who are here illegally. They haven't had their asylum hearings yet. So my yeah, question, le- my question to you is this. Should the city start working with ICE right now?
13: Yep. Well, I'm, I'm not going to say they should start working with ICE. Um, I do know that this is the seventh park. Um, that's being turned into a migrant shelter. I think there are other options available uh, with regard to housing migrants over the winter, and I don't think we should be using our public spaces, our park districts, to do that. There's just so many different avenues that are available.
2: Well, shouldn't we repeal the sanctuary city label to stop the flow from the border? If if you aldermen get together and just do that, it, it could we could stop this.
13: It should be a consideration. It is something that the voters of this city and the residents of this city should have a voice in. Uh, There is a there is a a resolution or ordinance uh, that's been presented by two of my colleagues. And that order should that resolution or ordinance should be given some consideration. We are impacted, not just the government, uh, the executive and legislative branch uh, of the city. We're impacting our moves and the moves of our mayor is impacting the entire city. So at some point, we need to have a conversation with the residents to say, should we remain a sanctuary city? Because we're expecting at least 1,200 more residents on a daily basis. And I don't think we can sustain that as a city. We can't put people in... In situations that we can care about, where we can care about their well-being and their safety, wow. if we remain or if we keep getting twelve hundred residents, yeah, now, we're going to turn into New space- York.
2: I mean, we have seventeen thousand here. New York has one hundred and thirty-two thousand, and that's the do. plan. And we're gonna we're gonna become New York if they are sending twelve hundred a day. And I don't. I'm keeping an eye on how many are crossing over every day, mm-hmm. and people on top of trains, like thousands of people are coming. A day. So so. I know that this sounds good, but when when are you going to put pen to paper? When are you guys going to get together and do something? Because there's a lot of aldermen that feel the way you do.
13: Yeah, I think there's a growing, there's a growing concern uh, from my colleague as well as the residents. And, you know, I think our, the outrage that we're seeing from the residents that live around Amundsen Park and the residents of Austin, uh, they're outraged over this vision. And I think the most important aspect of this should have been public dialogue. The mayor has to make some tough decisions. We all understand that. That's, that comes with the position of being the mayor of any major yeah. city. You're going to have to make tough decisions. But even in the midst of making those tough decisions, you have to sit down with the residents to make them aware of what you may or may not have to have to do. That's true. And you need to talk about the pros and cons of it with the community before the decision is made and it would be great to loop your local elected official in this was sprung on not just myself but our our state senator in the district who happens to be the senate president our state representative representative of the 78th district our cook county commissioner of the first district and the alderman of 29th ward none of us knew of this decision wow So it would have been smart, in my opinion, even if you have to make a difficult decision to talk about it first, because we may have been able to offer other solutions rather than to close a resource that's that's sorely needed.
3: In one sentence,
13: and I'll be quiet after this, in one sentence, we're saying to our youth, stop going downtown, causing problems. We need to provide opportunities for you in our neighborhood and the next action or the next thing that we say to them is we're going to close your public parks.
2: And we're not getting them back though. I mean, what's the what's the game plan? Because I don't well, think we're, we're getting we're Broadway get Armory back. back. The- they said 6 months and that's a bunch of bull jive. <sighs> so as what's- far as
13: the foreseeable future, I don't, I don't know when but I do know that I've been told or I've seen that it's going to be a minimum of 6 months at least.
2: Yeah, yeah. and more and are going to so keep with coming.
13: That, yeah. It I can all... I could almost imagine that if more uh, migrants are continue to come into the city, that well, we won't you, be turning that park over in six-month time.
2: Do you think the That's Democrats, the in your ward are starting to feel the pain, feel the burden of their own choices? Because it sounds like they're not going to be voting for Mayor Johnson ever again. And I, this is a time to say, hey, come on over to the Republican Party. Yep. We'll take you. Because yep. we put, I just feel that the party in general puts their own citizens first ahead of. People who are here illegally. Do you think that's going to happen?
13: I I, I can't. I mean, I can't say that. Um, I I do understand, as I said earlier, there's some tough decisions that have to be made. And these tough decisions should come with transparency. They should come with voter considerations. Um, There's not a whole lot that none of us can do to stop a bus that's in transit or to stop a plane that's in transit. What we have to do is once they get to the, to, to the city of Chicago on our soil, we have to take care of them. It's like bringing home a new child, a, a, a brand-newborn baby. Once they cross your doors or once they leave that hospital, they're your responsibility. And we have to make sure that we are having provisions to where we don't have two, three, four, five years old staying outside over a cold winter sleeping in front of a police station, possibly being harmed by by the cold weather here. And so once they reach these soils in this city, we have to do something. Yeah.
3: Hey, hey, Alderman, I want to pivot. But It's how
13: we do it and what we do that becomes the issue of debate. Yeah,
3: I, I think one of the bad policy decisions that was made was not allowing ICE in because there's tools and resources that you guys could have been able to use that could have offset some of the budgetary problems. Uh, I think that was one of the worst decisions that uh, Lori Lightfoot made. But I want to pivot. Uh, Forty-one shot in the city of Chicago. Um, th- the former superintendent had, was hum- hamstrung by Lori Lightfoot. This new superintendent is he going to get rid of some of the policies, the chase, poli- the foot chase policies, the chasing after people policies? Because I, as, as you look up Chicago, CW Chicago, I, mean, I, I get their emails every day. And we got a mayor who says, if you're not from Chicago, keep us out your effing mouth. Well, I'm born and raised in Chicago. 21st Ward, 53rd Precinct. More so Precinct. than he is. He's from Algeria. Yeah, 21st Ward, 53rd Precinct. I mean, I've i knocked the doors. I was part of the huge daily machine. Um, But what's happening? Will this new superintendent be allowed to do his job? And will he have the backing of you guys?
13: Oh, he, well, he already has a, a backing. Right. Uh, but when it comes and, to him, his decision making, though. he he voted, he was voted in by the city council unanimously. Correct. So that is an, that's a strong indication that we as a city council will support his decisions and we will support his leadership. Now, he is freshly, I, I, I think less than a month, he's been a superintendent of police um, two or three weeks. We have to give him an opportunity uh, to sit in that seat, to get settled in, and to start working for the people of the city of Chicago. He's already been doing that for the last 30 years.
3: Yes, he has. Now
13: he's doing it on a grander scale because he has a serious responsibility of reducing violence and reducing crime. I'm putting my faith in his leadership because he's the one that's chosen by our commission and by our, our, our um, legislative branch. But what about
3: community. some of the policy decisions that were made? We'll, we'll, we'll He's those. gonna
13: have to make some tough, tough policy decision, whether or not he keeps those. Uh, helping him with these policy decisions will be our community commission for public safety and accountability. Yeah,
3: but we know that all came from the fifth floor. I mean, will he? Will, will, will he be another day? Superintendent Dave Brown, David Brown. I want to see. I want to see. You know what? You know. You know who I, I really loved as a superintendent of Chicago? Yeah. Phil Klein. He got love, it, yeah. Chicago. The, the decline of, of crime and everything was happening because he did his job. There were some people that didn't like how he did his job, especially in the black caucus. Like I'm black. If too. you can't, I'm black. Yeah. If you can't tell, um, you are. Yeah, just in, just 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 by birth. That's it, I guess. <laughs> um, but I, I'm sick and tired of people not alone because the citizens of Chicago are suffering because when you look at this crime and how it's happening, where it's happening, and 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 it just appears as if nothing is being done about it. If I'm a police Chicago police officer, I'm turning my head. Why not? Because I don't want to be the next poster child uh, of losing my job, my pension because because You're I don't have jail. the backing of the fifth floor and I don't have the backing of the police superintendent. Okay. That's that's what I want for the the men and women who serve in the city of Chicago and I hope that that becomes the case, sir.
13: Well, as as you know I served. Mm-hmm. You know for for 21 years, I do. For 22 years as a police officer. When we have the back end of the fifth floor, as you say, and we have a superintendent that will consistently implement violence reduction strategies, we see a, a better Chicago. Yes. We see a city with less violence. It's, I, I think we have to hope that our superintendent will be able to lead without interference. But I think one of the most important decisions that have to be made to reduce violence. Is do we keep our numbers or do we allow our numbers uh, to keep dropping?
3: Yeah.
13: Yeah. And when I served as a police department, when we were most effective, we had 13,500 members.
3: That's right. right.
13: Today, that number continues to dwindle. And it's certainly going to affect uh, the way we're able to serve our residents, number one, but more importantly, the way we're able to reduce violence. If you don't have a manpower in a city this size, that's growing. By 1,200 people every day, it's going to be more difficult to keep our residents safe or to respond to calls in a timely fashion.
2: And we're not vetting these 1,200 people a day who are coming in.
13: No, so we know we're getting They some don't great all have people. good We intentions. know we're getting some people that are not so great. Yeah. We know that. That's just by by nature itself, by the nature of those coming in.
2: All right, Alderman, we're going to have to leave first. it there. We're up against the clock. But uh, we appreciate right. you coming just, on, Alderman on Taliaferro, uh, 29th Ward Alderman. And we will have you back on soon. Thank you so much.
13: Thank you. Amy. You take care. Do bye
2: Thanks. And he joined us on our Answer line.
1: Connect with Dan and Amy on the AM560 The Answer mobile app. Just text the word APP to 64636 to download the app today. This is Chicago's Morning Answer with Dan Proft and Amy Jacobson on AM560 The Answer.
2: Good Monday morning, a busy Monday morning it is with Hamas' surprise attack on Israel. And Richard Hayek, he's the spokesman for the Israeli Defense Force, uh, has the plan. Yes,
16: um, Hamas have been in control in the Gaza Strip for 15 years more. We do not have to supply them electricity. They have their own electricity. They have their generators. We are now going after Hamas targets, cynically they have entrenched themselves within civilians we're now messaging actually certain areas in gaza to evict uh, from certain locations where we know there's hamas Mm -hmm. infrastructure targets and centers that's ongoing but we're fighting we're still fighting yes so this is this is this is a this is a big question uh, and uh, this is something that we'll have to figure out how to be disruptive in our action I I will say, and this has been said by our leadership to the Hamas, uh, these are not soldiers that they've taken. They've taken grandmothers, children, young girls. I've seen, I've seen gruesome and barbaric things on their social medias of uh, driving them in the streets and showcasing these young girls. If they touch a hair on their head, we will get to every one of them. This is something we have Experienced before an unprecedented attack.
2: With more on this, let's please welcome to the program the Council General of Israel to the Midwest, Inam Cohen. Mr. Cohen, good morning. morning. So, what um, we we learned yesterday that some of the people who are being held hostage is an elderly woman in a wheelchair who actually is a Holocaust survivor. Can you tell me about her story?
17: You know what? Story. out of 700 uh, stories of Israelis that have been murdered, I would say massacred by Hamas and J- Islamic Jihad terrorists. And apparently around 100 Israelis were, as you mentioned, abducted to the Gaza Strip. Uh, many of them um, are elderly people, this old woman of 86 years, Holocaust survivors, a survivor, uh, together with uh, many children who were torn apart from their mothers and now being held as hostages by Hamas in the Gaza Strip.
2: And now uh, rockets, we know that 5,000 plus rockets were fired, but we're hearing reports that rockets were also fired from Lebanon by Hamas fighters. Is that true?
17: There has been some firing from Lebanon too, and I think that Israel has been very clear, and President Biden has been very clear in warning Hezbollah and other Iran-inspired radical forces in the region not to think of, you know, joining this operation.
2: So the Pentagon is moving U.S. forces closer to Israel. There's aircraft carrier strike group that's on the way. Are they there to get Americans out, or will they be drawn into the conflict?
17: No, we don't have any expectation that they will be drawn into the conflict. I think it sends a very strong message that America and the free democratic world is behind Israel, um, after these atrocities happened, unprecedented massacre of 700 Israeli civilians in the south of our country.
2: But how did this happen? I mean, the Israeli army is so sophisticated. This just seems like it was a well-planned attack. And I mean, the, the fact that they were firing missiles on people on power glides were coming down. How long do you think that they've been planning this?
17: It seems like an operation that was well-planned for quite a long time. And you're asking a very important question. We will definitely have to investigate how that happened without us, us having enough intelligence on that. But right now I have to say that we're focused on two things. The first one is making sure that our territory is clear of any remaining Hamas and Islamic Jihad terrorists. During the night there was still uh, some uh, fighting in some Israeli communities in the south. The first priority is to make sure that our communities, our country, our citizens, are safe, wherever they are. And then would come the second priority, and it might start soon, and that would be probably a large-scale operation against the infrastructure of Hamas and Islamic Jihad to eradicate this threat, because no sovereign state, no country in the world could permit that its citizens would be slaughtered in their houses or while partying in the woods. The You know, the stories that are starting to come out are horrifying we're talking about barbaric inhuman atrocities that these terrorists conducted in children in mothers elderly people whole families that were killed um it is it is it is really horrifying
2: but do you think iran had an operational role in this attack
17: we don't have the full information yet um but it is what we do know is that iran has been insp- inspiring Hamas, Islamic Jihad, Hezbollah in Lebanon, and other radical forces in the region for many years. They have su- uh, supplied weapons, um, know-how, and, and more than anything, a radical, radical ideology that inspired these organizations um, against Israel. And this is something we have to remember, that while we fight Hamas and Islamic Jihad, the major, major threat, not only to Israel, not only to the Middle East, but also to global stability. Look at Ukraine, for example. Is
3: Iran? Yeah, you know, General Counsel, when you look at the sophistication of this, where were they training at? Was it Iran? Was it uh, Syria? Where could they have uh, trained? The way they came in from the south, paragliding, and 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 the onslaught—I believe I don't know if there was drones dropping bombs or something dropping bombs from up top. Where, where, where was the location that they trained for this?
17: This is a good question. We will have to investigate that. I cannot refer to this specific operation, but we do know, and we've seen it for years, that uh some countries in our region, and against Iran is the top of them, are partnering, are inspiring, and are also... Um, um, you know, helping the terrorist organizations around, around us to prepare for the fight against Israel. So I won't be surprised at all when we learn that um, the plans for these operations also occurred not only in the Gaza Strip, but also in other countries around us that belong to the, to the, I would say to the axis of evil in the Middle East. Yeah.
3: Has there been any, um, as, as far as the, the hostages are, I, I know there were 1,100 plus killed. How many hostages are there? And have we, have you guys, your government, gotten back any of those hostages thus far?
17: According to estimations, there are around 100 uh, hostages held by Hamas today. Um, the, the estimation is that within 48 hours, we'll be able to get the full information. First, share it with the families, and then we will definitely have to think how we handle the situation.
2: Is that the number one priority right now is to get the hostages out and to make sure that there's no Palestinian terrorists in Israel?
17: That's true. That's correct. As I said, during the night, there were still some fightings in some of our southern communities um, with Palestinian terrorists. And the top priority is to make sure that our territory, our communities are safe.
2: Did Hamas do this because of the pending deal between Israel and Saudi Arabia?
17: You know what? It's very tempting to uh, try to analyze that in rational, you know, uh, rational logic. But we have to remember that in the end of the day, what's laid there is ideology, radical Islamic ideology that does not accept the existence of Israel, of Israel being where it is, the Jewish and democratic state, the homeland of the Jewish people, and that is what lays in in you know behind the ideology of Hamas, behind the ide- ideology of the Islamic Jihad, and behind what they try to do to Israel. Yeah,
2: can we get some more details about the uh, Israeli music festival? I mean, it was out in the desert; it was similar to our Burning Man that we have out you know right. uh, outside of Las Vegas. Um, Two hundred and sixty people found at that site. I, I just. It sounded like they were allowed. How how did they infiltrate that music festival?
17: According to the stories that are coming out now, apparently vehicles of terrorists arrived to the area of this festival. At least dozens, at least dozens, if not more, of uh, Hamas terrorists. They were surrounding the people and just started to shoot uh we know at least of 200 uh, 260 people who were killed during this this festival the horrible horrible stories that i will spare you about the brutalization of the baddies, bodies afterwards yeah. um it was a it, it was a devastating devastating uh atrocities i don't have any other words sorry i
2: i know we saw the picture it was awful yeah. and the people girls were being raped next to dead bodies it's just it is just <sighs> gut wrenching yeah. But other places in Israel, uh, so this obviously was a well-planned, well-coordinated attack. Did all of it happen at around 7 a.m. Saturday morning?
17: That's correct. It started around 6.30 a.m. in the morning in Israel, while here in Chicago it was the night between Saturday, um, Friday and Saturday.
2: Wow. And then did, how were how all these civilians killed? I mean, just they went into certain neighborhoods, or what, what town did they attack? Because I did see that a police station was just destroyed in southern Israel.
17: That's true. They entered the uh, Israeli towns and more than 20 Israeli smaller community, kibbutzim, uh, communal communities in the south of Israel, going from one house to another, um, trying to infiltrate the houses, capturing the families, shooting at them, killing children in front of their parents, mothers in front of their kids, um, setting their houses on fire, taking some, you know, family members as captives, hostages to the Gaza Strip. This reminds us very bad stories from our history, and this is something that we it will take us time to, to recover. But again, our first priority is just to make sure that our southern part of the country is safe right now.
2: Were any, and I know this is early on and it's a fluid situation, but were any Israeli family members <laughs> able to fight back? Were they armed themselves Absolutely. so they could kill these Hamas people? Absolutely.
17: Absolutely, there were we're hearing a lot of you know stories of heroism about you know um, mem- family members protecting their families, um, you know using their own guns. It took some time until the IDF, the arm- army and and police forces arrived to each community. We're hearing stories about heroes that just heard the stories and came out from you know northern uh, towns just to really help. Joining the fighting and help help you know saving people's lives, so there were a lot of fighting, a lot of heroism, alongside with uh, devastating uh, results of the casualties. Yeah,
3: will this will this war that's been launched onto Israel have any effect on the Abraham Accords?
17: I hope not because I think that our partners to the Abraham Accords, the moderate Arab countries in the Middle East, do understand the enemy that we're facing. It's not an enemy that just hates Israel, and I'm talking about Iran and its uh, proxies, but it is also an enemy that hates any moderacy. So they're not just fighting Israel, but also any Arab country, uh, any moderate Arab country in the Middle East.
3: Yeah. How many Hamas, Hamas, Hezbollah, Islamic Jihad. How many of them have been arrested, and will they be tried for war crimes?
17: Um, many of them got killed during the fighting. Many of them. We're talking about hundreds. Some are now being held by you know Israeli authorities, being investigated just to understand you know the situation right now, and they will definitely being held uh, being held accountable for war crimes.
2: Is there anything you need from us, from Americans, or from our government right now?
17: Thank you for that. We I I, I have to share with you. That while we're outraged and appalled and saddened by by the atrocities in Israel, it really warms our heart to see the strong, unwavering American support, starting with President Biden, Governor Pritzker, and thousands of American citizens, community members who call us and ask us what we can do. We want to support Israel. So there are designated channels to support Israelis today by medical support, by donations, um, even the public support. There are some rallies planned in chicago land and in oh. many other cities across the midwest to support israel in the coming days so this is something that means a lot to us
2: okay all right I support well, you. thank you so much council general of israel to the midwest and we will have you back on and thank you and, and god bless you and he joined us on our turnkey.pro answer line
1: hear about the big stories of the day then talk about them right here on chicago's morning answer on am 560 the answer
2: All right. It. A reporter in D.C. was outside a CVS store. And guess what was going on inside? What? Always oh, places getting ransacked <laughs> during the middle of the day. This
10: store is being robbed in real time. I've been watching it since we've been out here. And one guy even told me that he doesn't call it CVS, he calls it. Free VS. Free V.S. Also, you may be asking, well, what about security? They have an armed guard right through the main door, but one employee told me he's not really empowered to do anything, so the guard is almost just there waiting and watching as this is happening. And, Brett, there is a whole other element to this, because when there is widespread theft like this, it's consumers like the rest of us who have to pay more as retailers try to make up for the lost income.
2: Yeah, isn't that great? Yeah, it's awesome. I-, I remember a time when thugs used to respect reporters, so if they'd see a live truck, they'd kind of back away. off yeah. Maybe They didn't want be the afraid picture. to get yeah. their pictures taken, yeah. you know, so the police wouldn't see. Right. Ah, it's free for all. Not anymore. Look what America's become.
1: Yeah. Hear about the big stories of the day, then talk about them right here on Chicago's morning answer on AM 560, The Answer. If you're looking for the latest news, insight into what it means, and the sharpest opinion, there's only one station in Chicago where you can turn, and it's this one. We're AM 560, The Answer.
2: Three one two six four two five six zero zero is our Turnkey Pro answer line. Six four six three six. Type in DA, then a quick comment. And of course, we're talking about Israel all morning long. We have a lot of action on our text line. Do you have our text line fired up over there? Have any chance on your side? Oh, yeah, right here. Because yeah. I can't, mine is so far away, and I Granny can't see that well. See, well, no. I, um, see wait, that's what I got to
3: do. Look see. at me, Amy.
2: Oh, I know. We're putting. I on. We're, on we're old. <laughs>
3: Uh, it says, one of one says, apparently the armed guard is there to keep the looters safe. I can't wait until I see all the Israeli flags in people's, yard, that's, in so, people's yeah, yards. So, yeah, I can't wait guards. to see
2: all the Israeli flags in people's yards, on their cars, on Facebook profile pics, just like they did with Ukraine. Chicago's too much
3: of a commie state for that to happen. Do you think that's going to happen? Yeah. No, I mean, in certain, certain areas, yeah. Niles, Skokie area, um, in the heart of Chicago, in the north... The South and the East Side as West Side. No, I don't see that happening.
2: Three one two six four two five six zero zero Turnkey Pro Answer Line. And any reaction to the Council General of Israel, the interview we did with him. When I, you know, I like that he said that some people fought back. Some mm-hmm. families were armed, mm-hmm. yeah. and they shot to death the Hamas intruders.
3: Yeah, America will get armed too.
2: Amy. And here is one mom who has her twelve-year-old son and sixteen-year-old son have both been kidnapped.
8: I want you to know they're just normal teenagers. You know, they just love what normal teenagers love to. They fight constantly between them. Uh, They can drive me mad. And I love them to bits. And I miss them. And I want them home. Where they should be in their best. This is where children should be, in their home, in their beds, living their lives. And I'm asking every mother in the world to think of her children and help me make the effort to release those people and my children.
2: I mean, I... I don't know about you, but I had a hard time sleeping last night. I kept waking up, checking Twitter, saw that interview, mm. prayed, Yeah. tried to fall back asleep again, got up a little bit later, got on my knees and prayed. I just cannot imagine what these people are going through. But I think
3: that's what you did because you put yourself in their shoes. and you, And you t-
2: I'm a mom. Mentally, I'm not a birthing parent. Correct. I'm a mother. And, and how, I can't imagine. And how, how that would that. affect
3: you. Imagine. I mean, I, that's what I do. I've got five girls. How would that affect?
2: How would I think if this if my girls were at this concert? Here's one of the moms whose daughter was kidnapped at the concert. She was
4: talking to me and said, Mommy, help us. We don't know what to do. And I'm on the phone with her.
8: And I'm saying, Mommy, we love you. It's okay. We're trying to find a a way to take
2: you out
5: of the room. It's just a little
2: too much. I. the Israeli defense forces are putting a wall, a blockade, around Gaza. They're going to try and cut off their electricity, even though some people have generators. They want to. You said a wall? I'm, I'm sorry. A, oh, they A work? blockade, a blockade. But that that
3: stuff works, huh?
2: Well, no. they And there's video on Twitter. They tore down the wall. They had a big wall in South Israel, and you could see them. They tore it down, and then troops just kept going in on their flatbeds with the big Hamas flags let's go to the phone lines dave in fair oaks indiana you're on chicago's morning answer
7: hi amy and sean what's really scary is we're up against somebody who actually prays for war they're not afraid to die these aren't people you can
4: reason with and i appreciate the alderman that came on earlier but you can't welcome people to come in here illegally and then have that heard, it's the same thing that we're doing with the Middle East that we're doing with our southern border. We're welcoming
18: the problem yep. when we don't force it to stop. And you guys are great, and I really enjoy the show, and I'll let you go on this.
2: Thank you. It's a con. Is that a trucker? It sounds <laughs> like a trucker. Um, yeah, well, call? Carrie Lake tweeted out, what's happening mm-hmm. in Israel is horrifying. I pray every day that nothing like this will be allowed to happen here in America ever again. There's a lot of bad people looking to take advantage of our open borders. It's time we push aside partisan politics yeah. and defend America before it's too late. Yeah.
3: There were a couple of questions I wanted to, uh, the general counsel, I wanted to pose to him, but I didn't want to cause an international. Tell us what questions. I mean, like, um, has Biden, I know Biden's come out and said that basically that he, he supports us, but every American president has stood up and told Israel to stand down. If Biden came to them and said stand down, will you? I won't. I wouldn't if I were them. I would. I, I'm telling. I, I I would go. I would just destroy the entirety the entirety of Gaza. Make sure everybody that's that doesn't. I mean, the, you know, the, the but in the, the sense, Hamas
2: fighters, the terrorists, are in different sections I, of the Gaza Strip. Going There's two point there three million them. people, mm-hmm. and they have. Israelis that have been captured yeah. in different locations. Yeah. So you can't flat out bomb them. Go in there, going to Get your to hostages back. <laughs> Go house to house like they did to Israelis. <laughs>
3: That's basically what they did to Israel. You see, there's a video on Telegram. They're going door to door, knocking down doors, and these people are on un- unarmed. They they they're dragging them out and killing them. Um, if that happened in America, you, you can try that at me. I've, and I made a post on my on Facebook. You know, when you try to come at me because I want to buy a hundred round drum. What you seeing on the on the pictures? That's why I want a hundred round drum for my AR right there, because I want to take down as many of them as I can if they come out. if they ever attacked America. Any any terrorist ever came us at us like that door to door? I want to take out as many of them as I pot, humanly possibly can. I want them dead since they want me dead, and I want to, I, I will take them out. I'm trained in how to take them out.
2: Uh, Carl in Big Cabin, Oklahoma. You're on Chicago's morning uh, answer. You-
4: before I get to my point, one quick thing. You don't need 100, 100 rounds. One shot, one kill. Yeah. Okay, now my point. The media on the news at the top of the hour has the uh, Palestine talking points and uh, the terrorist talking points. Israel attacked uh, Palestine, and how long should they wait to react? Uh, glossing over that. Hamas and Palestine attacked Israel with 3500 rockets the day before. Israel was the one retaliating. And I think personally Israel ought to get their people out of Palestine once they get all the uh uh people that are Israel's Israelite. The uh, There's
2: is no Palestine.
4: on the, yeah, the Gaza strip What they should go in there and do is make that a training ground. Just go in there and just level the whole thing. Bomb the whole thing. Don't let them even come back to the Gaza Strip because that's the bed they've made.
2: That's a bit of a knee-jerk reaction because they do have hostages that are displaced or put in different parts of Gaza. Uh, Greg in Jefferson Park here on Chicago's Morning Answer.
6: Hey, Hey, good morning, Amy. Hey, John, how you doing? Hey, how you doing? Hey, uh, you know what, I, I pretty much, you know, I'm, it's like I don't take both sides of this. I'm absolutely 100% against what happened, and I agree with John. Just obliterate them is the only way to really deal with that kind of situation. But one of the things that really just frusts me to no end is the overwhelming majority of Jews in the United States are not liberals. They're leftists. Yep. Yep. And I, for the life of me cannot understand that, and when are they going to change their tune on that? And, and and lastly, you know what? I don't think Americans ought to be going and fighting this war. Jews in this country, you want Israel to exist and to go, you know, to kick some ass, then get on a plane, go over there, and start kicking some, because I don't think that, uh, that our kids ought to be fighting yet another war Amen. for hundreds of billions and trillions of dollars, and it's never, ever going to end. Thanks so much. You guys have a good one. Well, some of the
2: lefties, some on the squad, like Rashida Tlaib, oh, she uh, said that you know, she issued a statement referring to Israel as an apartheid government yeah. that created created the suffering, which led to the resistance by Hamas. Oh, my. I grieve the Palestinian is, and Israeli lives lost yesterday. Notice she put Palestinians mm-hmm. first. And every day I'm determined as ever to fight for a just future where everyone can live in peace without fear, with true freedom, oh, equal rights, and human dignity. The path to that future, blah, blah, blah. blah. Wow.
3: Did you, did you see the report that Marjorie Taylor Greene said that some of the weapons used were from the left behind, in, the, the weapons left behind in Afghanistan? Oh, I,
2: that wouldn't surprise
3: me at all. <laughs> the incompetence. Joey
2: T. in Palatine, you're on Chicago's Morning more- Answer.
18: Good morning, both of you. This is one of the best shows that I've heard in months. I just, you guys are right on point today with everything. And and I I got to tell you something. When you look back in history, these people have been defending their property for so many decades. And everybody over there is after them. We don't need to help them at all. They have one of the best militaries and fighters
2: I know, but how did this happen? There must have been somebody on the inside. There had to be a traitor on the inside. This was such a well-coordinated attack. My God, it's awful. Well, I'm agreeing
18: with you 100%, and, and it's just, this is just history repeating itself. And, you know, when you come into somebody's land and do what they did, there, there's no lines of defense here. You have to take the offensive and take out the threat, period.
2: There's no rules. There's
18: no police strategy. I you agree. To, See? But the, this last caller had a great point. Uh, when, are, when are the Israeli people going to wake up in this world? They have the money. They're the money people in this world. When are they going to wake up and quit support and all this bullshit?
2: Oh, (laughs) Oh, well, we'll take that one. You know, yeah, no, no. And I agree. I'm surprised more Jewish Americans aren't Republicans.
1: You're listening to Chicago's Morning Answer with Dan Proff and Amy Jacobson on AM560. The Answer.
2: I know this might be shocking, but the Biden administration is trying to claim two things at once. They say a border wall won't work. So yet we need to build a border wall to prevent unlawful <laughs> entries. And now, what's going on in Israel? People are yeah. very curious to see. I, I, we're not vetting anybody. How many people did are on the terrorist list that have well, are well, called that have get getaways, getaways? Getaways,
3: getaways. One, no, so, not so much a terrorist list, but 1.2 million people who've come into the across that border, southern border. 1.2 million.
2: 1.2 million people. According to Tom Holman,
3: former ICE director.
2: Okay. So he was asked about it. You know, that that wall thing? Yeah. Here's, here's Mr. President, Mr. can you be
12: specific about what you did to try to reappropriate those border funds, especially when Democrats controlled both chambers of Congress?
4: The, you know, the wall thing? Is that what you're talking about? Yes, sir. Yeah. They passed. The wall well, thing? I was told that I had no choice, that, I, you know, Congress passes legislation to build something, whether it's an aircraft carrier a wall or provide for a tax cut, I can't say I don't like it. I'm not going to do it. If it hadn't been vetoed, if it's a law that
12: you tried to reappropriate the funds. So yeah, if I we tried
4: know. to ask the Congress to consider changing the law to reappropriate, say, don't use it for other purposes. Give me more border agents. Give me more uh, technical c- capabilities to detect fentanyl and the like—that's what I wanted to
2: do. Mr. Yeah,
3: yeah, uh-huh. Pass the bill to
4: do it. How about that? Well,
2: That's a novel approach. They control of the House and the Senate—they could right. have done something. When Obama was in charge, they could have done something with the Dreamers. Yep, but they did nothing. Well, they didn't he, move he did
3: move to it. He did, but the Supreme Court struck it down. Yeah, the Supreme Court struck it down. You know, and uh, yeah, they 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 are full of talk, full of fluff. But I'm glad they didn't. Now go build a wall. Because it works. Because, hey, talk about a lot of these people. He got a gate around his house, doesn't he? Nancy Pelosi oh, has gotta... a wall around her house, right? Why do they do that? To keep people out. Hello? Walls work.
1: Hear about the big stories of the day. Then talk about them. Right here on Chicago's Morning Answer. On AM560. The Answer. <laughs> This is Chicago's Morning Answer with Dan Proft and Amy Jacobson on AM560 the answer. You
2: no, know, with all that's going on in Israel. I forgot that it was is it Columbus Day? Is it Indigenous People Day? I, I know my one son doesn't have school today, yeah. but my other son does, and I know a lot of local uh school districts are off today. Are your kids in school or out? No, of they're school? out. They're what? They're out of school. And now on the calendar does it say Columbus Day or an indigenous people? Well, day?
3: on the high school, I don't know what it says on, um, but on the Christian school that we our kids it says Columbus Day observed really? for Columbus Day. Yeah, we don't play that that woke crap. Okay. You know, well, uh, okay. the, the revisionist history about Christopher Columbus. Did he do bad things? Yeah, but did he do what they said he did? Or was it people within his, his entourage that did certain some of these things? But Christopher Columbus himself was, in my opinion, a Christian hero, a Christian hero, in my opinion. All right. And, and I, stand,
2: I stand on that. And the Col- Christopher Columbus parade is back, so let's welcome back to our program Ron Oneste, president of the Joint Civic Committee of Italian-Americans, the National Italian-American Sports Hall of Fame. Director of Casa Italia, director of Italian American War Veterans Museum, and I am not done yet. This is a lot to put on a business card. And he's also the owner of Arcadia and Displanes Theaters. So, how'd you get Kevin Costner to perform at the Displanes Theater? Because I grew up in Mount Prospect. I used to hang out there all the time.
19: Good morning, guys. You know, uh, Kevin actually has been a friend. He uh, actually helped me reopen uh, after COVID uh, the Arcada. And then uh, when we rebuilt the Displanes Theater, he, I asked them, you know, we we need somebody very very high end to do that, very special. And so, uh, what other what better person than the guy who built it? And he came. So,
2: oh. is he uh, a good singer? Because sure. I didn't I didn't see any highlights of it. Can he can he hold a Buddy. tune? <laughs> yeah,
19: I mean, he's a folky western kind of guy, and you know, it's one of those things where you probably don't hear him. You're staring at him like, wow, is that really Kevin Foster the whole time? So it was uh, good though. His band is Modern West, and uh, it was it was really good. You know. He uh, sang songs that he wrote while sitting in uh, mobile homes, you know, while uh, while he was waiting to, to film on set. So it's a, it's a pretty interesting show. Mm-hmm.
2: Okay. So this afternoon, tell us about the parade and how long has it been gone for two years, three years? I can't remember.
19: Well, it was gone for a little bit. We did return last year and we didn't know what to expect. And it was uh, uh, met with uh, incredible crowds and incredible enthusiasm. So we're back now bigger than ever. We've got a delegation of over a hundred people from Italy, mayors and and uh, senators and uh, governors, it's really, really exciting that we're uh, have bridging that gap. And, and uh, it's going to be our largest parade ever. Actually, we're going uh, to two hours. It's your first time.
2: Wow. How many float entries do you have?
19: Uh, just under 200.
2: Wow. Oh, that's going to be big. That's going to be a huge turnout. But are you concerned yeah, at all that your parade might be uh, squashed or uh, turn into something else because of what's going on in Israel? I know that uh, Palestinians had a huge march last yesterday yesterday evening uh, early evening into the late evening hours and that the israeli group is going to be protesting as well
19: well uh, you know those types of issues guys are always quite the concern i mean uh you know it's just a just a, a, a shame what's going on right now and we are uh, we're in church right now at our lady of pompeii uh, to begin uh, the day with a mass and we are going to be focusing on those uh those victims and um you know, it's it's a concern, but we're, we're, we've are we're got plenty of police, plenty of security. We really don't, I'm not physically concerned about anything right now.
4: Yeah. Right. Oh,
2: no, you can go. Oh,
3: yeah, will you guys be honoring Frank Conconato? I, I, I always butcher his last name when I say it because. Yeah, it
4: was Coconati.
3: Coconati, there it is. Coconati. Will, you, will, you will there be some honor in his, and something done in his name? Because you talk about somebody that's fought for the Italian heritage um, day one, it was Frank.
19: Yeah, you know, he, uh, we lost uh, Frank Mr. Coconati, and there was a uh, a memorial for him at the uh, the site of the the Columbus statues where they they uh, sat at Arigo Park. So, uh, yes, this would have been a big day for him. Yeah, uh,
3: for those of us who don't know him, was- yeah, Frank Frank was, he was just he was an activist. Um, he, he got into Lori Lightfoot. I think that's why she made one of the comments
19: about the big, you know,
2: that she's the biggest. she has the biggest. Balls has the in
19: biggest town. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's well, no, that uh, that story is a little different, actually. <laughs> okay, tell us. Oh, okay, tell us then. Yeah. Well, the story actually goes, uh, basically what happened was uh, uh, when I had asked for the statues back um, for the parade while we negotiated at the time, and I was kind of tongue-in-cheek. I didn't think they would uh, consider it, and the lawyers in the park district said, you know what, let me get back to you. And uh, they said, if you sign these papers uh, out of good faith, we'll let you take the statues for the uh, Columbus Day Parade, and you just got to give them back. So I got the statues, and, uh, and I had them refurbished and um uh, uh, mounted on a st- on a uh, trailer, ready to put in the parade and I was dealing with the park district attorneys uh who let us have it when she found that out, she screamed at the park district attorneys about uh that she has a Uh-oh. a bigger one because she asked if they were uh,
2: comparing
19: oh. theirs to the Italians. <laughs> and she said let me tell you something i'm the mayor i've got the bigger one in this town
2: oh we could say what town? we could <laughs> say <laughs> yeah. all right so the, the big question now is where are the statues yep. and are they ever going to be coming back to their proper locations
19: yes well our, our um our lawsuit has, has moved forward and they tried to have a lawsuit with the city and the park district and uh, they've tried to have the uh the, the lawsuit's thrown out uh, several times, and the judge every time has thrown out their uh, motion to dismiss. So we're moving forward. The judges uh, uh, demanded that we get together, put together a, uh, a uh, settlement conference, which will happen the next two weeks. And, uh, and I have been in contact with uh, Mayor Johnson, and uh, I really feel wholeheartedly that a uh, resolve, uh, a mutually agreeable resolve, will be uh, coming shortly. Good. But
2: you really think they're going to put those back up? Especially the one off well, of the you know, Drive
19: there? Well, you know, that's kind of a situation. you know, got to keep in mind, you know, we, we, the biggest thing that we have, the biggest problem about this issue, guys, is the fact that, you know, we're, we're a very uh, passionate community about, uh, about the Columbus and what he meant to us as an icon for over 200 years. And uh, it was just taken down without talking to our community, without discussing, look, we want safety. We want security. It's a crazy world right now. So the fact of the matter is, what we really want is a discussion. We want to get the statues back. Yes, we want to be able to put them back, but permanently do we take them back? We take them and put them up for an event, put them in the uh, in the parade, then take them down. You know, there's there's several ways to discuss. The bottom line here is our community needs to be respected the way any other community would be respected. Let's discuss this, and that exactly. was the problem with the last administration. They would not talk at all.
3: Yeah, exactly. And 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 that's why I love that you guys didn't back down. You actually. Stood up for the fight because if more people listen, bullies only understand one thing: power. Yeah, if they if they're trying to bully you, you got to hit back. If just like at, at what's happening in, in Israel, that, that fight night, back, push back, knock them out.
2: I keep thinking of that night when it was Antifa. It was people who are not even from. Yes, some of them were from from Chicago, but it was an orchestrated attack on yeah. police officers who were protecting Absolutely. a statue. They were just fixing for a fight. They. Yeah. They got bored. I mean, it was during COVID, so nobody had school. Right. Nobody had sports. Right. Well, they had school. I, just a, online. Well, yeah. well,
3: we were in school.
2: Well, Okay, there you go, <laughs> bragging again. God. And because some of the people that were there were CPS students who yeah. were just like, oh, okay, I'll go. And then they flicked their umbrella. They all donned black. They put on these black yep. jumpsuits, and you see the video, and then all of a sudden it was like Broadway show, and they flick up in these back terrible. umbrellas and start marching toward the Chicago police officers and one police officer was injured so badly. He still doesn't have vision in his left eye.
19: Yeah, no, it's just, it's really tragic. And that's, that's, that's what I'm talking about. You know, this wasn't, especially that thing that happened at Grand Park was far from being about Columbus, the ideology, yep. the, 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 uh, the debate. Um, it was, and that's what I'm saying. So, you know, we just want a conversation. We want to get the statues back. I mean, we want the statues. They belong to our community. Our community paid for them. Our community paid for having restored. Was um, back in the day. Yes, yeah. it was. And then you know, we've and the good part and why we even have a case is that I was able to find the original documentation, oh. signed contracts for, with the city um, that says specifically that we, they cannot do a thing without their uh, without our uh, uh, participation. Yeah. Uh, with this, yeah, and consent, yeah. right so it's I, it's a, it's really interesting.
3: Ron, I was going to. That was the question. Um, who paid for this? So, if you guys pay for this, what's the city telling you? You got to give them back. They belong to you.
19: Well, it's you know that's where the convoluted situation is because the, the city took possession of the of them in 1958 uh, uh, when it was pulled down. I mean, I can give you an hour long uh, history right. on the thing, but. Um, <clears throat> were pulled down, and they didn't want to. No one knew what to do with them, so the city had them in, in their, uh, in their uh, warehouse, and uh, and then we took it out of the warehouse, and we had it paid for, and 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 the and the piazza built, and the whole thing. So, you know, on paper, by contract, we have every right to these statues, and that's why there is a fight. Otherwise, otherwise, the city can say, "Look, I don't What's care that? what you want or what you say; these are our statues, and we're not giving them to you."
2: So, that's okay, why so the million-dollar question: Where are they? Where's the secret location where they're being hidden?
19: Well, security reasons I can't really say, but I can tell you that was one of the, that was one of the, well, that was the, the situation. Remember when they came down, the city was on fire. People were going nuts, so they couldn't tell anybody. They are afraid that building would get bombed. Or, yeah. or, uh, and that was one, one of my stipulations. I want to make sure that it was alive. So, uh, and, you know, they didn't just get rid of it. So myself with the, one of my attorneys and their attorney, we met at the location Saw the statues on the ground, laying down on the ground, full of graffiti, cracked under the arms. It was, uh, I mean, not to get too dramatic, but it was like seeing a, a, you know, you're fighting for something for so long. You see that, it's almost like seeing a family member hurt. So um, I did, uh, that's when I took possession of the statue for nine days, fixed it up. But then when they, she made an offer, said, I'll tell you what, Rod, you can keep the statues. You just cannot put it anywhere in Chicago. Yeah. I said, you know what, Mayor? I said, there's no uh, – you wouldn't say that to any other ethnic group who would put that stipulation. I'm going to give you back these statues and we're going to court. And yeah. that's how it, where it's been.
3: Hey, Ron, did you guys file a police report for theft from the city of Chicago when this initially happened?
13: <laughs>
19: yeah, you know it's what? Theft. We, it's theft. Uh, theft. No, no, no. You know, you're, you're – uh, tell you what. you got a really good uh, – that's one of the things. That's one of the things, one of the positions that we say that Mayor life, we got to keep in mind, we all know the Chicago Park District is autonomous. It's not really a city agency. Yep. And so, you know, a lot of people don't understand that. And our one of our contentions is that the mayor had no jurisdiction to, t- to order because the, they're saying she ordered it. We had to take it. No, she, you know, it's like taking something out of your yard. I mean, that is park district property. And that's one of our contentions. She did not have the jurisdiction and the judge agreed with us.
2: Yeah. All right. So Tony Bennett has since passed. How are you honoring him today at the columbus Day well Pride. we're
19: excited it's a bittersweet excitement of course uh i've been uh, friends with his daughter antonia for decades really and she's a wonderful young lady and she opened for him for about 15 years you saw her at ravinia you saw her on the road in new york san francisco and um and we decided to, to honor tony bennett we decided to honor dick Biondi and um oh, and uh, antonia is going to be with us today she's been with us all weekend uh she did a, a concert last night and uh for our community and uh, it's, uh, again, bittersweet because, I mean, Tony Bennett, I mean, he's he's one of the one of the great ones, of course. And uh, she'll be here. We'll be remembering Tony at the mass and at the parade.
2: And then what about Dick Biondi? He was such mm-hmm. a joy to work with. I remember. Oh, him at, you guys got the be. dial. Yeah. And he was yeah. just he's a legend. Yeah. Nah, you know
19: what? He was legendary for a lot of reasons. Um. He was uh, legendary in my eyes because of the guy he was—the one of the sweetest guys I've ever met. Me being in the music business and especially specializing in all those old school rock and roll bands, I would see him on a regular basis, and he, uh, um, just a sweet, wonderful uh, uh, person. That uh, we definitely uh, lesser for for having him leaving us.
2: All right, where is the parade, and what time does it kick off?
19: The parade kicks off at noon this year. It's a half hour earlier, right at State and Whacker on ABC Seven. Uh, broadcast live, and uh, we're uh, we're going to have an actual opening ceremonies with some of the artists and dance groups, and it's really incredible, flag throwers uh, all from Italy. It's uh, going to be a, a an amazing, amazing opening. We've never done it before.
2: All right. I'll be watching Ron Oneste, president of the Joint Civic Committee of Italian-Americans and the National Italian-American Sports Hall of Fame. Thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate it.
19: I uh, love your show. Thank you guys so much. God bless you guys. Bye-bye. Thank
2: you and he joined us on our Pro answer line.
1: It's news, opinion, insight. This is Chicago's morning answer on AM 560. The Answer. If you're looking for the latest news, insight into what it means, and the sharpest opinion, there's only one station in Chicago where you can turn, and it's this one. We're AM 560, The Answer.
2: this bumper music all right Chicago's morning answer Amy Jacobson here John Anthony hey, hey. for Dan Proft on this solemn day where we're learning more and more about the gruesome well-planned attack against Israel by those Hamas terrorists yes we're using the T word here at AM560 and uh, Iran obviously funded this attack but don't worry John Anthony it wasn't the six billion dollars yeah, yeah, yeah. that we just gave them. In exchange for prisoners
1: not a single cent has been spent from that account oh, when God. any money is spent from that account it can only be used for medical supplies oh. for food for medicine and those who are saying otherwise are either misinformed or misinforming
3: hmm. C- can i say something real quick of course so let's just say i know i have six billion dollars that i can use for medical supplies and let's just say i have this money that I was going to spend for medical supplies. You might have gotten from President use, Obama. Right, why cannot I use that said money to fund the terrorists and then start spending the other money for the supplies? Well, huh. President
2: Trump responded.
10: The Israeli attack was made because we are perceived as being weak and ineffective.
6: And Governor
2: DeSantis. Iran
6: funds Hamas. The Biden administration has made that a lot easier by being weak on sanctions
2: with more on this and other issues. Let's welcome to the program our very very dear friend David Hockberg. Good morning, Mr. Hockberg. How are you?
7: Hey guys, how are you? Good morning. I'm
2: Vice President of Lending of Team Hockberg at Homeside Financial and uh we are going to talk about finances, but first um uh, where were you when you heard the news? And how are you doing
7: yeah, I... I... No, I woke up and uh, I, I heard the news. I'm like, what? I'm like, what? what's going on here? I, woke, I get up early every day anyway. So turn on the TV. They're like, yeah, uh, insurgents in, you know, Hamas has attacked Israel. So I'm thinking, all right, well, the Israelis will clean that up real quick. And then I, I kept listening and it kept getting worse and worse. And the first thing I thought of was all my friends who have family there because I'm, I'm friends with a lot of Israelis and then a lot of my friends married Israelis and um, as I'm texting people last night just to see how they are and their families are, I, I'm, I called to set up an appointment with a guy downtown Wednesday and he's like, yeah, you know, uh, it's crazy in Israel, huh? I'm like, yeah, it's crazy. He's like, yeah, my brother's there. I'm like, your brother? He's like, yeah, he married an Israeli and four of his kids just got called up. I'm like, just absolute crazy we have a friend of the family here whose daughter took a skip year you know one of the i guess they go traveling instead of going to college whatever they call it she's there they just got her on a flight she was in tel aviv and in, in, in a high rise in a bunker in a high rise freaking out so yeah it's pretty scary it's uh it's a whole level another level right it's a whole nother level and everybody's like well you know uh, you know the israelis this i'm like here listen let me break it down for you okay it would be like the people in Munster, Indiana, firing mortar shells into into the south side of Chicago. It's like the people in in, in um, Chesterton, Indiana, firing a 1,000 rockets into the city of Chicago. What do you think we're going to do? Just sit around and say, oh, you know, those are just the Hamas. Yeah, we'll get over it. Nope. No, eventually, what do they do? They break through the line, and they start killing people in their sleep with their mothers and fathers and, and 250, 60 kids at, at, a, at a concert for peace mm. in, 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 in the desert. I mean, this isn't, this isn't, this is terrorism. This is exactly what you said. If people are afraid to say it, say it what it is, right? It's, yeah. it's scary stuff, man.
2: I it, know, but how could, this really is one of the most intelligent, forceful armies in the world. How did this happen? I'm, I'm sure you saw it when the rockets were being launched. You see people on power glides, coming in and you yeah. see drones dropping mm-hmm. bombs i mean this yeah. was this has been planned for a long time don't you think
7: I fell asleep uh, well i just heard on the on the morning uh, news this morning that they were planning it for two years they built cities or uh, or kibbutz in in the in gaza and did trial runs and, and and practiced this terrorism tactics to make sure they had it down congratulations hamas you know you succeeded in your attempt to kill innocent Men and women sleeping. Guess what? Here comes the IDF. Guess what? They're not going to f around. Okay, right. they're going to these so. Uh, you know, I don't want to hear anything. Listen, I feel horrible for the innocent people in Gaza. Yes. just like I feel horrible for the innocent people in all of these kibbutzim and all of these cities along the Gaza Wall. Okay, I feel horrible for the innocent people. But guess what? If if you would have taken the billions of dollars, I'm talking
6: starts with a B.
7: The tens of billions of dollars over the year, over the years that Hamas has gotten to rain terror on Israel, to build up that Gaza Strip, you'd have an economic powerhouse on the sea. Okay, they elected to take the money that they've gotten from terrorist organizations to buy uh, to buy rockets, to build terrorist organizations, to build tunnels instead of building schools and hospitals and building a business structure there. So if you Take the billions of dollars, and that's what listeners, I don't think, fully comprehend. There's been billions of dollars pumped into the Gaza Strip. Right. And everybody's like, oh, you know, the Gaza Strip is this, the Gaza Strip is that. Okay, great. If you would have taken the billions of dollars that you've gotten and invested it in infrastructure, into schools, into housing, into hospitals, into into universities, you'd have an economic powerhouse at the at the end of Israel right there that would rival anywhere else. You've got access to the sea. You've got access, yes, Israel. You're under Israeli control. I get it. But, you know, look at the West but Bank. the troops
2: moved you know, out in two thousand five, right? I mean
7: Right. And, and and that listen, I'm not an Israeli expert here. I am not I am not an expert on Israeli Palestinian relations at all. Okay, I'm a Jewish guy from Northbrook <laughs> who's got friends and family from Israel. I hear from them. I I've seen what's going on. I saw the body bags. Oh. I saw the bodies covered up in the desert underneath that tent it's disgusting okay i mean you're fighting art uh uh rocket propelled grenades into people instead of, of vehicles to blow them up i mean you're, you're you're slitting people's throats while they're running away from you at a concert in the middle of the desert i mean what kind of animals are these so yeah. but l- listen um, again i'm not an israeli palestinian or hamas expert on terrorism or anything in the midwest i mean in the mid-east i'm just telling you how I feel because you asked me and I I know the capabilities of the IDF because I have friends and family, not family, but friends and their family who are in the IDF. They tell me the capabilities and guess what? You want to punch, you want to punch somebody, you're going to get punched back. Game
2: on. I mean, they said that they plan to isolate the Gaza Strip, cutting off, building up kind of a border wall or a blockade around it, um, cutting off electricity, food. Yeah. And uh, gasoline. So that's, you know, yeah. IDF spokesperson came out and said, yeah. this is our plan. Yeah. But then you still yep. have those hundred or so people that have been held kidnapped, including a 86-year-old woman in a wheelchair who survived the Holocaust. Yeah, they yeah grabbed who's a huge threat
4: her. to
7: them, right? right. I, I mean, which is a huge threat to them. I mean, listen, again, you punch somebody in the face, what do you do? You could either punch somebody, you know, in the throat back and and, and grab them by the you know privates and, and punch back harder. The IDF is teaming up. Three hundred thousand reservists have been called up. Israeli Defense uh, Organization, you know, got got lazy, fell asleep, yep. got caught sleeping, and guess what? They're fully awake now. And hey. guess what? They've got more toys than the Kamas does. it yeah. so-
2: was a hey, huge David. intelligence failure. Hey
3: David, it's called night night. You hit me, I get to defend myself. It's night night for you. Um, you're not well, going to, you're well, not, you're not going to come at me again.
7: <laughs> right. So we'll see. And then you'll get this. And then you'll get, listen, if you're firing rockets from a building three to four miles yep. away and you blow up the building, don't be mad at the Israelis for blowing up the building where you're firing rockets from. Right. Okay. They're defending themselves. And I'm so, and I feel horrible for the innocent yeah. people that live around those buildings, but that's what's going to happen when rockets come from your backyard. Yeah. All right. David,
3: David here's my solution. In the talk of a two state, um, the, the land belongs to the state of Israel. Allow Israel to, to operate like a country. Of, of, they, that's who they are. Um, yep. I, I'm, I'm sick. I'm tired of this. I was going to say something that I know I can't say on, on air. But uh, you, get I'm, scared, but you get kicked right, off. I get kicked Go off. Ahead. But I'm sick and tired. No, bleep you. no I won't say it. I, I don't use profanity, so. Uh, but I'm sick and tired of these people placating these terrorist countries. Obliterate them. Get rid of them. I'm talking about drop. Do we got to drop Moab on Gaza? Drop Moab. I'm sorry. I'm drop Moab on them. We got to teach them. What about
2: them. the innocents? Okay. G- hopefully, They're not all Hamas. Hey, casualties Hibola. of war.
3: Casualties of war. It, it's, it's it's unfortunate, but and you know how we won. World War One. World War Two. We, we, yeah. we, none of that matter. We went and we. There was an enemy that that wanted to destroy us. We went and we destroyed the enemy. And, and if we ever get back to that war thinking, people, countries, these terrorists won't come after us. That's the, they only
2: understand power. That's the only thing they understand. I'm just so worried that you know, with the war in Ukraine right now, and then this could give China a chance to invade Taiwan. That we're looking at World that's war. The, III. That's gonna, that's that's
3: going to happen next under this well, weak I, and I, feckless leader.
7: I, I mentioned this, I was on another radio show last week, and, and somebody's like, what's going on out there? I'm like, it's like a Tom Clancy novel, and we're only on page 150, right? I mean, it's just everything is moving. you got economic turmoil, you got Ukraine, you got fertilizer prices going up, you've got Russia, you got China, you got North Korea, I mean, it's like Taiwan. It, it's literally like a Tom Clancy 500-page novel I used to read back in the day, and it took you 150 to 200 pages just to get through to figure out what the hell's going on, who the players are, right? And now we're, like, living the, the last 300 pages of a Tom Clancy novel.
3: Yeah. And you know what? Gary. When you when you look at, uh, they didn't care about the innocent. The, 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 the,
2: totally. When, when well, they attacked, the they actually yeah. that, they invaded homes. That, and thank that, God some people, we, David, we had the um, Council General of Israel on in the 7 o'clock hour, Mr. Cohen. Yeah. And, I, you know, I asked him, I said, well, were some Israeli families armed and fight back? It was, oh, yeah, we're still getting numbers. But when Hamas invaded their house, they blew them away. They weren't ready. They well, weren't some, ready. Some, a lot of them were not ready, but some were ready. Yeah. So kudos right. to them that were armed and ready to go.
7: Have you ever been to Israel, Amy? I have you ever not. been to Israel? No. Okay. I, I went to Israel about 20 years ago on, 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 a, on a JUS mission, singles mission when I was single met my wife, and blah, blah, blah. And and, and the one thing you realize when you're in, in, in Israel and you walk in the streets, most of the people are carrying around some machine guns slung slung back in the day. So, you know, it just just walking around having a coffee, right? They've got sidearms. They When the whistle blows, they will reach underneath their bed and, and grab their gun and run to the battle. They won't run away from it. They'll run towards it. Right now, if you're sitting in a desert enjoying a concert and you hear fire going off. Yeah, you're going to run away from that because you've got, you know, you're in the freaking desert enjoying right. a concert. Well, the a... Palestinians <laughs> were there. Germans were there. Uh, you know, I'm sure Americans were there. Yeah.
4: It's, just,
2: it's sick. Well, they it's did sick. it too at 7 a.m. when they knew that they were well inebriated because it was a sunrise concert. Oh, you know, so it was? They were all night. Sure. Yeah, it was oh. all night. And all these beautiful young ladies who had their whole lives in front of mm. them. They were raped and brutalized. And then the, the general counsel, the council general said that after they were raped, their bodies were mutilated. Wow. It's a, I yeah. mean, you just and want these to. These are people
7: that you want to reason with. Okay. Right. You can't reason, no reason with this. Exactly. Golda Meir said said back in the day, when the terrorists love their children and their family more than they hate us is when we'll have peace. That was 70 some years, 50 some years ago. Wow. Okay. So it hasn't changed. Look it up. It hasn't changed. So. It's unfortunate. These are terrorists. These not these are not love seeking peaceful Palestinians. These are terrorists. These are war machines. Yep. Right? We're not. I'm not throwing the entire Palestinian uh, community into it. These were bad people that came that created war. They're terrorists. Okay. They killed peaceful loving Palestinians. They killed their own people at this. You know. You know. Throughout the whole thing, and they're going to be killing their own people. When, when the IDF goes in there, the Israeli Defense Forces go in there to defend the people that got killed, okay, to, to blow up and to destroy and to eradicate those missile sites, and to blow up and to destroy and to eradicate those training facilities, and to blow up and to destroy and to eradicate the leadership of the terrorist organization that's based out of the Gaza that just infiltrated Israel and killed over 700 people. So that, that's the baseline that you start with. And unfortunately, they, they set up these plants, they set up these training facilities in heavily populated areas where innocent people live. So if there is a rocket launching facility or a bomb making facility in your neighborhood, the Israeli Defense Forces is going to go in there and blow it up and take it out so they can't, you know. Um,
2: yeah, but they might use hostage, you know, Jewish hostages yeah. as oh, human shield. But I, I, I fully questions. understand. Yep, I have two questions for you, and if you don't want to answer them, it's fine. If President Trump was in office, do you think this attack would have happened? And why I aren't more Jewish Americans Republicans?
7: I don't. What, what do you ask me? Why I we you want me to step on a, a land I pull the pin and count to one effort. <laughs> I, I'm, not, I'm,
17: not,
7: I'm a mortgage guy in Northbrook,
6: you ask me about. Okay, I don't get I into that. So, All right, that was a fair. I but can I, answer
2: I the you question. An option out. No, I give. <laughs> are you wanting to ask a question? I not? can answer the question.
3: Oh, it would not have happened had Trump been in, in office, and okay. I, I know in his in his heart of hearts, David knows that.
2: No, 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 don't. i kidding. No conjecture on your no, part when it comes kidding. to that. All right, David, real quickly, because the reason why we wanted to have you on originally is about the mortgage business and. Uh, yeah. Any relief in sight?
7: How stellar it is and the rates are so great. No. The um we're we're at twenty three I got in the mortgage business August of two thousand. We're at the same rates as where we were when I got in the business twenty three years ago. Wow. Um is there any hope? Yeah, Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac are finally Fannie Mae's loosening their lending guidelines. We've got programs out there at one percent to get into a home. I will I know we're going into a break You're up against a break, but I just want to leave you with this. I ran the numbers before my show this past Saturday, okay? For all of the listeners who, kept, who, are keeping, who keep saying, I'm going to wait for the market to calm down to get in the market and buy a home. If you said that in 19, you missed it in 20. When you said it in 20, it got stronger at 21, it got stronger in 22, and it got stronger this year even as rates go up. I ran the numbers, guys. And if you buy today at seven point five, seven point seven five, at at four hundred fifty thousand with twenty percent down, you get in with ninety thousand dollars. Okay, and your payment's like twenty six hundred and seventy bucks. If you wait for for a year, and the rates come down to six point two five, what do you think's going to happen with all the buyers that couldn't afford at six and a half to seven point five? To 7.75 they're going to flood the market and buy homes it's going to jack the prices of that 450 home up to f- to 525 at six and a quarter your payment's exactly the same it costs you over ten thousand dollars more to get in and then guess what you mm-hmm. miss the opportunity to pick up that fifty seventy five thousand dollars worth of equity and you're going to refinance that your seven point seven five percent rate back into to six and a quarter like everybody else and you're going to be 200 to $300 lower than if you waited. So there's still great opportunities to buy homes. There are more lending uh, opportunities, financing opportunities out there. And I'll leave you with one last thing. Yes. Because I, I just recorded a commercial that's going to be playing on AM560. For all of those, 70% of U.S. homeowners who refinance into a rate under 4% over the past three years. Congratulations. A majority of those homeowners, guys, have got twenty to forty to fifty to sixty thousand dollars worth of credit card debt. They've got fifty to two hundred fifty thousand dollars worth of student loan debt. And they Ooh. took out those ridiculously high, which started having to be paid back about ten seven days ago. And they've taken out the consolidation loans, the best eggs, and the and and all the sofi loans that are really sexy, but they've got a ridiculously high rate and a ridiculously high payment. When you take a look at your real sexy low mortgage rate and your ridiculously high amount of debt that you're carrying and compare the payments and combine the payments, nine times out of ten, I guarantee you it's going to be better to either take out a line of credit to pay off that debt if you have equity or refinance out of that sexy loan under 4% and consolidate it all together. We're doing them on a daily basis and would love to have the opportunity to just discuss it with your listeners to give them a free consultation because they know who they are. They write those checks every single month, and it's not getting any better. So I'm glad you got that sexy rate to in the twos and the threes, but your other debt is drowning you. And it's about the it's not about the rate; it's about the monthly payment. It's not about the rate; it's about the monthly payment. And I'd love to help your listeners. Calculate okay,
2: where can debt people debt. reach you? Real quick, give us
7: yeah, real quick eight uh, five 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 six eight David. Go to five six And and John, we yeah. will do that call this week with your friend. Okay, okay, that was, just, that was my question. Let's get that set up. You, you got back to me late Friday. It already jumped, and I couldn't do it that day, and last week was a mess. Okay. But let's get back. I want I want to help your friend out this week. Let's get it on the books.
3: Sounds good.
2: All right. That's David Hochberg, right. and he joined Thanks us on our turn. Dot Pro Answering. Thanks, David.
3: The stories you need
1: to know to start your day. This is Chicago's Morning Answer on AM560, The Answer.
0: Thanks for listening to Chicago's Morning Answer podcast sponsored by Signature Bank.